Hello everyone, welcome to the beginning of the stream. It's me, Brad Woto, coming at you fresh with a brand new episode of Table Stories Dying Order with the full gang. All the gang are here. Every possible member of the gang has arrived. Um, welcome back, Tuesday. Thanks. Good to be here. How you doing? I'm doing good. Sorry, I sound a little stuffed up, but I'm fired up to play some D&D because I actually have not played any D&D since, let's see, the last episode of the B team was before our last episode of Ragtags, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, since Ragtags. None. I have no idea when Ragtags was. I think it was literally zero, like turn of the century. I'm um, dying, but yes, good to be here. Yeah, hopefully you remember how to play. I doubt you will, since that your your tutors since have been me, me and Jay. <laughs> You've learned anything. No, it's, it's more like since I'm me. <laughs> um, unfortunately, Disby couldn't make it this week, uh, but mm -hmm. we do have someone else filling in um, for her a, a non-bearded. I have no idea what Disby Eric's really looks like. Um, it feels really weird not <laughs> having the beard. Being an old lady time around, it really does. Well. There we go. It, it, I'm, I'm not going to say anything else. Um, what about you, KPP? You feeling good over there? Feeling great. Yeah? You look I a little sick. Like, Pocket was saying yeah. she feels a little rough. Tuesday was saying she feels a little rough. But you really, um, I mean, I don't want to be rude or anything, but you're looking a little peakish there. You're looking a little... You feel okay? Nauseous? A little green just in a, the gills. Just a little green in the gills. A little nauseous. A little bit of everything. A All little right. Shrek. Well, hopefully you feel better soon. Thank you. You don't get seasick, right? I actually do. I get really seasick. Oh, dear. Do you right. get car sick, too? Do. <laughs> if I'm driving, it's fine. But if I look at my phone or read, uh, it's not good. I don't, like, yeah. throw up or anything. It's just, like, I don't feel good. I have I look to like drive this. everywhere, too, because of that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, how are you feeling, PB? You feel fine? Excellent. Yeah. That's good. Since you're the team leader. What? <laughs> That's how it is. And uh, how you doing, Pocket? You feeling okay? Oh, I feel great. No. Yeah? No. It's <laughs> <laughs> all good. Uh, well, it's fine. You're, um, a lot rests on your shoulders today. You'll be pleased to know. Pocket's oh, going to go crazy because she okay. doesn't feel well. It's Super Bowl Sunday, or whatever that means. It's the... Whatever that means. Okay. The Massachusetts Dolphins versus the New England Space Rangers. Chiefs. At least say the Chiefs. Dang. <laughs> no, uh, my... The team that I've always rooted for is in the Super Bowl for the first time in 50 years, so I'm really excited. Which means that I think about 15 minutes before we even end, Pocket's just going to vanish and be like, Oh, man, I feel I just... so rough. I gotta go now. 
<laughs> oh no, no, I really do feel terrible today though. But yeah, no, I'll be fine. Well, um, yeah, you have uh, a lot to do. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you're the brains of the gang, so um, unfortunately, there is a good, a good decent portion of some of this. I'll be sure strength. to get us all killed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> go. Uh, and that's entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, yeah, just see see what you can do. Luckily, realistically speaking, it's your your uh, your character sheet that needs to do the heavy lifting and the scary stuff. But um, yeah, we'll jump back into it. Just a reminder to everyone: we're playing as the B team. If you're a little confused because you came in last week and went, "Oh wow, these characters are great! Can't wait to see them again," and they've all gone all of a sudden. Um, there is a uh, a little B team storyline that I have set up. Um, Mainly for when someone was off, and uh, the plan was that if somebody had to miss a week because they were doing something, or they were sick, or they were away, or whatever the hell was going on, we could flip to a separate group of players, uh, well, a group of um, characters, uh, so that the main players don't miss out on the main story stuff. Um, you'll see why soon enough, but I wanted all of the group here for this one. I knew this would probably happen at some point where I, where I wanted to get the entire crew um, not because someone was away, but because we're just at a certain point in the B-team story. Um, just to, just to, just to set up, get your, get your places. Um, we'll see. Don't worry about it. Um, the main crew, the, uh, uh, the, the A-team, the A-squad, they, uh, will return next week, I think. Probably. Kind of depends on what you do this week, actually. Um, as to whether we maybe sit on this crew for another week, but I don't think we will. Sorry, Tuesday, just a mess. I'm just messing with Tuesday's schedule. <laughs> She's like, with um, my emotions. <laughs> five minutes before we do this every week, I'm like, you're in. She's like, oh, God, yeah. okay. Oh, dear. Um, yeah, we uh, we should return to them uh, uh, next week. Also known as the D team, yeah, the other crew. Um full of Rudy by the end of this campaign. <laughs> a what? A what? Never mind. No <laughs> one? Rudy? No one? What the fuck is mm. happening to you? Okay. I thought you weren't sick today. <laughs> um, I do actually feel a little under the weather. Yeah, that, now you do. The After, only Rudy I can think of that. is Giuliani, but I, I don't you know. You know where they him. all give the jersey so that he'll get a chance to play? No one? I never saw Rudy. I know what movie you're talking about. I never saw it, though. I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. I don't watch movies. Um. The, uh, I forgot what I was saying. Oh, yeah, the main group. So the main group, don't worry about them. But the B squad, B team, we saw, um, we've seen twice. We've done two episodes. The first episode, just to give you guys a quick um, reminder, um, the uh, the first episode we saw Lyra and Cairo um, look into a missing member of your your crew, the um, Alexandrian Inquisition, Arcanine Inquisition, which is what you mostly are all a part of. Um, suddenly lost a, a member. He went missing. He went looking into um, the death of a previous member of, of yours, uh, Inquisitor Nathan Bell, and um, Sea Stalker went missing himself. Lyra and Kyra went to investigate and ended up kind of pulling on a thread of this uh, this group, this um, this faction of people that belonged to a ship called the Dragonfly. It seems like the Dragonfly people have been doing stuff. They've been collecting Arcanai um, from all over the world and then they keep vanishing. Um, also, every single time 
your crew looks into it, more members go missing. Um, this time when you two went to look into it, you met somebody called Geo, um, who uh, told you to leave, get out, um, and to stop investigating it. Kind of obliged him because you were in a bad position and uh, you guys headed out. You met up with the others and that's where we sort of transitioned into the second episode um, where you were told to go and look into a ship. There was a ship that was leaving Alexandria and heading for um, uh, Dan Dural, which is the, the Dwarven homelands. Um, and there was something fishy about the ship. And it wasn't a fishing ship. Um, <laughs> you looked into it and uh, there were two members of this uh, Dragonfly crew that were on the ship. They had a strange piece of Arcanite that was hidden under an illusion at the bottom of the ship that seemed to be some sort of vessel that allows them to go under uh, underwater. Under which, the sea. Under the sea. And um, uh, they seemed to be planning to destroy the ship blow up the ship or damage the ship in such a way and then escape on the vessel. Uh, I don't think you guys questioned them um, in the sense that you were able... You didn't get any information out of them as to why they were doing it, if memory serves, because I didn't write down that you did. Um, but I don't trust my own notes all the time. Um, you... Uh, I'm going to click a button here and I'm hoping this isn't going to mess with... Uh, uh, it didn't, thank God. I, uh, I thought my OBS was going to shut down. Um, yeah, you looked into it, but you didn't know what exactly they were doing. You decided to stay on the ship, um, and uh, Errol Pay, who is your wizard and intelligent type one, um, said that she might be able to uh, fix up the submarine thing. It's called a submarine to us, but I don't know if you guys called it a submarine. It's really up to you. Um, I've just been calling it an, an underwater vessel. And uh, you uh, you stayed on the ship. So, just to um, jump back into it. Oh, this is what I did. I knew I did something weird. Hang on a second. Um, I think I, I stretched the map screen. Doesn't matter too much. You, um, so, between then and now, uh, five days have passed. You guys, apart from Bisbee's character, who has not arrived yet, have been in a um, fishing town. So you went, you finished the journey. You guys made it over to, um, you guys made it over to Dondoral. So Dondoral, just to give you a little bit of, of background, is... It's a, it, they call it the Dwarven Homelands, but it's not really like super Dwarvish. It's not like it's only Dwarves there. Um, it's just where they say that Dwarves came from. Um, most, most Dwarves do live here. It's mostly Dwarven in terms of population, but um, it's not entirely Dwarves. You, um, I don't know if you guys would have been here before. I don't see why you necessarily would have done, um, but it's a... There's a few crazy things on this continent. Also, a lot of people think, a lot of people within the the Inquisition think that the um, the main 
Arcanite Inquisition headquarters are located here because they have these big cities that are on these constructs, these golems that move around. Um, because of that, you're never really sure where some of these cities are um, on the continent, which makes it a pretty good uh, place for the Inquisition to hide out and, you know, um, uh, stay ahead of people trying to... You, the Inquisition are constantly being counter-hunted. Um, so a lot of people think that this is also not just the home of the dwarves, but also kind of the home of the Inquisition. Um, that being said, there isn't a lot of Arcanine stuff that goes crazy and haywire here. The dwarves kind of like building golems and constructs and things, which can sometimes be borderline Arcanine, but really almost never is. It's like old clockwork, cog gear type stuff with um, just really basic um, tinkering as opposed to combining um, magic with advanced technology to make some sort of super device, weapon, something like that, which is what Arcani is. Um, you almost never would have been sent here by the Inquisition since you dealt with Alexandrian stuff. Um, so I can't imagine that you would have been here, but it's a pretty, you know, famous continent. Where you guys are, though, is a place called, um, Gern Gan. And it's a little fishing port town, um, on the southwestern, southeastern bay. And, um, you would have been here for a little while. So, while I try and reset my stuff, which I don't know if I need to do now, actually, um... It's a really quiet little town where you are. The place is not a big, bustling, like crazy port town or anything like that. It's it's a town, but it's not. It's more like a a big village. Um, it's set just inside uh, um, a natural kind of alcove. There's lazy water that kind of laps at the edges of the the bay, um, and there's a, a mountainous range that comes. Um, down into this bay to leave there's like one main path that you can take up to an Arcanite train which at the moment is closed and shut down where you are right now it's not too bad in terms of weather but most of Darndoral is covered in snow just like most of the world right now the snow is falling pretty heavy um, however here not too bad it's cold but the snow isn't settling um, so far as you know, the snow has been falling basically everywhere, except for Dustvale. It's like this global phenomenon, and it's really strange. You don't really have any answers for it. But here, it's not too bad um, in this particular village. Um, so, you guys have been here for five days. Errol Pay has been fixing, upgrading, and preparing this underwater vessel. Um, it now, it did previously seat two, now it seats five. You've had, um, a lot of resources available to you. You guys are Arcanine Inquisition, which means you can basically walk into anywhere and flash a badge, you know, as long as you can prove it in some way. And even sometimes you kind of don't have to, people are just so terrified of you, um, that there's been no expense spared. Um, you've had, like, the best rooms at the inn, um... You have a dockside warehouse, not a big thing, but like a, a small kind of warehouse and, and work area, mostly for Errol Pay. And uh, 
those of you that have maybe been helping out with loading and fixing and welding things that kind of thing um to work in um the vessel is in there and it's the same kind of vessel as you saw before it's it's mostly just this kind of like um now it's probably looking a little like a hack job but at first it was a um this sort of strange curved bent metal that was fixed around a frame that had um seats in it that you might find on a on a on a train relatively small but comfortable seats um and then just lots of strange little dials and and um for most of you are, are probably apart from errol pay it looks crazy um it would be the equivalent of us lot looking at an alien spaceship probably um errol pay probably quite quickly worked out what was connected to what and what was happening a lot of it is the same kind of old old tinkering that you'd find cogs and clockwork stuff um attached to um small steam combustion devices um but then there is a um, a thing in there that Errol Pay you probably would call something like an Arcani power modulator, something like that. Essentially, it's a an Arcani engine. It allows this thing to move underwater. Um, it's a propulsion device that sits at the back of this machine. A lot of the machine at the back is taken up by this strange um, tinker together thing. Whoever built this thing was probably pretty damn intelligent. Um, but you've managed to at least um, retroactively extrapolate all the things you need to um, in order to recalculate how to build this thing to seat five people. Um, you've been doing this for a little while. Everyone has been brought everything they need. Aeropay's been brought materials, equipment, tools. You've all been brought food and drink. Um, I think probably for the most part you've had a pleasant time. I doubt anything has happened since you've been here. Um, and even though there's this sense of, uh, you know, this, this upcoming mission or quest or duty that you need to follow, um, I doubt there's been a hell of a lot for you to do. So you've been able to relax and um, and just do whatever you guys would do in, in kind of a downtime. Probably aside from Errol Pay, um, who, I, who would have been working round the clock. Um... The people here are, are friendly and, and unintrusive. Um, they don't seem to have wanted to see what you're doing. You know, they don't seem to care. They're probably very interested, but far too scared to really involve themselves for fear of being, you know, taken away and never seen again by the Inquisition. Um, and uh, you have your Goliath friend. Um, who doesn't speak, but befriended Infidelia quite early on. I'll say befriended for now, but they might be married in the last five days. We're just not too sure. Um, when, uh, his name you guys have found out now is, uh, is Vic, Vicol Argu spelt like this when your guy's ship came into this this harbor this dock um it was met by another goliath the two of them had a pretty long um conversation in in uh their language 
which was the Goliath language. Probably Errol Pay was still able to understand some of it at times. It seems that Vickhole was coming home to um, return to his tribe. His tribe are here somewhere within the mountains um, of Darndaral. And he's come, he's come home, essentially. One of the other members of his tribe um, has also met him and has been in town. And the two of them, I think, have been helping and supporting you. There's another Goliath here now. Vickle's like a really big looking, um, uh, gigantic figure. He has a lot of tribal um, tattoos on him and little more than a loincloth. He also has a huge, great big axe. Um, he was met by somebody who looks like, uh, he's still a Goliath, but he's a, he's a little smaller, a little thinner. He's not fully ripped muscle, but he's extremely toned. Um, he's uh, still very tall taller probably than all of you guys um but he carries around a, a long gnarled staff um that has uh, barbs and spikes and and teeth that look like they might come from sharks or something on the end of it and uh his name is elgath he um as far as you guys are able to every now and then have have normal conversations with um these goliaths it seems that this Elgath is a navigator, and while Vickel knows the land pretty well, um, they very rarely venture out alone um, through these mountains. The, their tribe lives very deep um, into the into the mountains of Dandaral. However, Vickel just has been sticking around. Um, I think most of you by now are aware that he's quite smitten, but. If you're not, you're not, and that's fine too. Um, to justify their time, I think you guys probably would have put them in uh, uh, in to work. And they've been guarding the warehouse whenever you guys are not there. Um, and gladly, they quite enjoy doing that kind of work. So, the four of you, plus Vickle and Elgath, have been here in this town um, with a warehouse towards the... Um, uh, look kind of on the edge of town, on the edge of the bay, away from everyone else. Inside it is this strange device that looks like it's made out of brass and copper. Um, strangely welded together. And for the most part, Pay, you have um, finished it, finally. Um, however, we're going to start with some rolls from you. Um... Let's see if you successfully installed the Arcani power <laughs> modulator. Give okay. me a uh, an investigation check. We'll just do that since it's a, it's a an int based role. You're probably proficient in it. Twenty six. Oh, not you, 20. Delia. Are you installing the Arcani power modulator on the? <laughs> Summary. I'm supervising. Sorry, I, I, she, she tried. <laughs> she, she's supervising, and I'm just like ignoring everything she says. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to give her instructions, and I have no idea. I'm just <laughs> like, if you got to put it that way, then shove it, turn it around. The entire time. Horrific. Yeah, yeah it's, it's truly horrific. It's um, yeah, it's not helpful at all. Um, <laughs> everything she's saying is is not helpful. She's terrible at this. Well, she's probably a good detective, and a, and. You know relatively strong and things i'm really Absolutely. good at ignoring people though so <laughs> yeah you've you've for sure not been um uh, not been um listening to any of them so um 
You rolled a 26 on that yeah. check. So I think you probably did install it um, successfully on your... Um, over the week. And these rolls are for more like over the week as you've been um, tinkering with this thing and learning okay. about it and, and basically having to teach yourself how to put this thing together. Um, let's see. Yes. So let me write 26 next to that. Let's see if you successfully expanded the size of the vessel without causing stress to the frame. Give me another mm -hmm. investigation check. 23. 23. Looking pretty good. You feel like this thing's probably going to hold up. When it's underwater, obviously, there's going to be all sorts of different pressure and things like that that are going to affect this thing. And you don't want to get to a certain point and have it all suddenly fold in or fall apart and all of you immediately and suddenly die. Um, yeah. Let's see if you successfully installed a device that allows you to send echolocation pings to help navigate to your de destination. Give me another oh, investigation man. check. 23. Ooh, Damn. Yeah. A second one. <laughs> another 23. Looking pretty good. Whenever you've run tests with this thing around uh, the area, um, maybe you've been underwater yourself with the thing, um, testing it throughout the week, it seems to be able to um, uh, send you back information on, on a strange Arcanai-based display that allows you to see pretty damn far um, around you, and using that information, you'll be able to navigate um, not only in the right direction, but make sure you don't just go into something underwater like a a shipwreck or a rock um, and damage the vessel. Last but not least, this is up to you or the group. What do you name the vessel? Finally, I stand up and um, turn around. Uh, is your name Infidelia? Or which one are you, uh, Katie? Yeah, Infidelia. Okay. I turn around to Infidelia and I'm like, so what should we name it? Like, I, I've ignored you, like, the whole week. I haven't said a word to you, and I finally, that's the, the first thing I say. Uh, uh, we could name it a lot of things. Uh, No, that doesn't make any sense. Why would we name it a lot of things? That doesn't, that's a bad name. Someone else needs to name it, not you. I, <laughs> it looks like I'm stifling, not trying to roll my eyes. I'm just like, it's like my eyes are twitching a little bit, and I look <laughs> over at the rest of the group. Uh, any other suggestions to name it? Well, it doesn't matter to me. That's a terrible <laughs> name as well. <laughs> and finally, I look over at a... Um, Cairo. I'm a, Cairo, thank you. I'm trying to remember everyone's names. Right. Uh, Cairo, and I'm like, okay, last chance. Oh, um, I look at uh, my arm where Keepy is sitting. We could call it Keepy's Quest. That's I'm obsessed a... with my owl. That's adorable. <laughs> Maybe. All right, hers was the best. None of you, none of you win. <laughs> so that's what we name it, Keepy's Quest. All right, Keepy's Quest, and Keepy's Quest is spelled K-E-E-P-I-E, -E -E, right? Correct, like key pie. Yeah. All right. So, um, do you scroll that on there? Do you paint it on there? How do you think you'd put that on the side uh, of this thing? I think I'd paint it on. So, I think probably after uh, five days, somewhere around midday or so, um, you put the finishing touches to this thing. 
and you feel like it's correct and it's ready to go um you can launch this thing um today um if you needed to there's uh one last thing though you've had a couple of small messages probably coming in through um uh through either the um the uh pocket watch that you had that you don't understand by the way how this works even errol pay is looking at this thing which is a just a pocket watch and every now and then it will suddenly activate flip open and you'll hear the words of the arch inquisitor speak to you um this doesn't seem to be arcanai this thing he just seems to be using it to channel some sort of magic that allows him to communicate with you over long distances it doesn't seem like you're able to communicate back um uh however there have also been probably smaller messages that come in via um birds and things um that come flying in keepy probably flying around almost ready to kill one of these smaller birds that lands with a message and then flies off um it's only small little things just to let you know that um the uh the the vessel needs to be finished it's imperative um like world-endingly imperative that this vessel uh can seat as many of you as it can and be ready as soon as possible and also the backup will be sent in the form of an inquisitor from don Durall, an arcanine inquisitor this inquisitor probably arrived not long ago hilda who do we see coming to town with your character you um you will have been traveling from a place called bussendale of the far vales which is a a town or a city or a village and i don't think even the people that live there are too sure what it is it's a a pretty big location but spread over a valley there's small houses that can be separate by a matter of miles um little little clusters of houses inside the valley or nestled inside the mountains um whatever mission you're coming off of some basic thing where you probably went to once like again like one of these guys go and see um what kind of arcanai uh you've been sent on by the um arcanai mission you've been sent on by the in, uh, the inquisition there would have been um probably just some old wizard messing around and no arcanai whatsoever um again Dondorol is a little different in terms of how the inquisition run this thing you're always sent to look into something and there's just a dwarf with a tinkered thing that isn't arcanai at all um and you have to kind of just okay head on out um the trains here have all but shut down the snows have come down in such a way in these mountains that they've they've doubled the amount of snowfall that there is and it's really messing with travel and people getting from town to town it's pretty difficult to do so normally it would take you half a day maybe maybe less to get from the northern village of bussendale all the way down gungan however with the trains having um a problem you would have had to secure a um uh, travel by a carriage which no one wanted to do 
and eventually you manage to do, you manage to convince a dwarf with a hefty sum to, uh, to bring you here. Um, you probably paid this guy a ridiculous fee. He will be settling up somewhere else, moving into this town, preparing his horses that are looking weary from coming down through the mountains on this extremely snowy trail. It wouldn't have been an enjoyable few days journey, um, but um, you're here now. As you come into town, the snowfall is a lot less down here in this alcove. There is some snow falling. It's a little colder. Um, and your only real mission here is to meet up with these inquisitors that have come from Alexandria and join them on their mission. You don't don't know any more than that. Um, what do you think you do when you first get to town? How do you find them? Oh, geez. Well, first off, I have no idea what they'd look like or if, well, they're, they're, they're uh, oh dear, never even been here before. Gosh, I guess I'll start asking around, perhaps, if they've seen people who look like, you know, they're part of the Inquisition. All right. Um, give me an investigation check. see how good you are oof oh actually hang on needed to uh one thing for you that will give you your x uh you have some x things mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you have some skills that i forgot to uh got to take so you have um yeah roll again there you go all right natural 20 um the first person you you find um, in the in the town, you probably find like um, uh, a, a sort of kid who maybe is a runner, um, quite a young looking fellow, maybe in his teens, um, who looks like he's running around on the docks. You're pretty aware that these guys are always a good source of information on the docks because they're constantly having to find work from varying different sources and on top of that are always running around from place to place being sent to people that are usually in the know for information um what are you wearing are you wearing anything that would that would um reveal that you are inquisition or do you think you're wearing kind of like civvy casual clothes i'm definitely sporting a scarf that shows the emblem that i am with the inquisition okay so I think um, as this boy comes running up and past you, he stops and looks up at you and uh, you look probably doing the thing that you do when you're trying to get someone's attention. He stops immediately and says, Oh, all right. Yes, um, you there, um, little boy. Uh, would you happen to see um, perhaps maybe a, a group um, of people perhaps sporting the same emblem as I sport here on my scarf oh yeah you're with one of them inquisitions that's right oh well uh they've been doing some building they've been making something don't know what it is ain't allowed to ask we reckon it's probably like a mechanical dragon you know and they're going to use it to fly around since it's snowing and no one can get anywhere but i don't know what it is uh they're a uh, big warehouse, painted red, all the way on the other side of the bay, under that big alcove. There's a big old Goliath on the outside, though. You want to watch him? 
Very well. I appreciate the, uh, the tip. I'll, uh, make my way there. Do excuse me. And then I start walking off. Um, I don't know if you've seen, uh, uh, Reese Witherspoon from Legally Blonde. I'm, I'm just walking my way over there, like, just like that. Yeah. Um, very, very ladylike. Yeah. You start walking along. Do you, do you have, like, weapons on you or anything? Oh, I do. I have my two swords at my back. I'm very proud of my blades. Mm. The kid kind of, like, looks you over and he's, like, looking at them. He runs up next to you and says, Oi, are them magic swords? <laughs> no. I oh. can't really say I'm fond of magic. Okay. Funny that you should mention that. All right, bye. Oh, darling. Bye. He looks extremely disappointed. And uh, he watches you go for a bit, and then you hear someone bark an order at him. Oi, boy, what are you doing? Sorry, I was talking to... That was, a, that was an inquisition. And he comes running off. Um, you approach the area where this warehouse is, and you can see that there is two big goliaths standing on the outside. Um... One of them with what looks like a giant great big axe sitting at the wall next to him and one of them leaning on a staff. Um, both of them are just kind of looking out over the ocean. Neither of them are speaking to each other or saying anything, but they do very much appear to be standing in front of the door that accesses the front of this warehouse. There's a smaller door and then a much larger like big bay door that probably opens out and lets them bring ships or things that they're working out um, outside. All right, well, as I approach the door, I, I look up at these two groups and I uh, I call for their attention. Excuse me, I'd like to pass. Mm, give me a persuasion check with disadvantage. A nine. The biggest one puts a hand on his, on his axe. The slightly smaller one steps forward and says, no. And why not? Mm. No. Then he does this. Well, no waves isn't hand, enough. He waves his hand in I, front of your face. I do deserve an explanation at the very least. Mm. I've been sent as backup by the Arch Inquisitor himself. He cocks his head to the side like a dog. Um, the bigger one looks to the slightly smaller one. The slightly smaller one turns back to him and says, They turn back both to you and at the same time they both say, No! Fine, perhaps I'll just find my own way in. Um, let's see here. Who? Lyra, roll me a perception check. I don't know if she's here. It's scary when they go all black. Hey, there you are. Oh, Lyra, you hear this going on outside. You can hear somebody um, having a conversation with these Goliaths. Nine times out of ten, this doesn't bode well for whoever's trying to get in contact with you. There have probably been several times where these Goliaths have stopped people from just straight up bringing you lunch. You know, like you've been like paying people to bring you lunch and one of these runner boys comes running over and the Goliaths kind of have the idea that they're not supposed to let anyone in and that's about it so they've just been telling everyone to leave you guys have missed lunch two or three times okay um but we are expecting you're expecting her, someone right? yeah. someone okay okay uh i th- think someone's at the 
Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be right back. I'm just going to check. And then I get up and I head to uh, the gate or the door. As you um, open the smaller door, you see the giant great big form of Vickel. Um, and then just um, in front of him, there's another great big form of Elgath with his staff. Both of them are kind of starting to do the thing where they huff themselves up and get all big, like they're going to blow your house down. Um, I just poke my head around. Yeah, you peek. see you see a, uh, a human woman, relatively elderly, but in good shape. Um, she has some weapons on her. She has these ridiculous looking sunglasses that are absolutely absurd in a fantasy setting. Um, and uh, the probably the two Goliaths don't even turn around and see you. Um, but they do look like they're kind of uh, making themselves even bigger than their already like eight foot tall stature. And there's a woman who's standing in front of them. I doubt you would look too scared though. Yeah, nothing scares this old hag. Yeah, I wouldn't think so either. Um, Are you wearing a, like a badge or anything that says you're an inquisitor? Yeah, that I am. I, okay. I wear the colors proud. Oh, hello. You're right on time. Mm. Oh, thank heavens. I, I thought I wouldn't get enough of these two here. Uh, do excuse me now. Let me pass. Yeah, we're, we're, we're expecting her. And what's your name? Hilda. You can address me as Hilda. Hilda, I'm Lyra. Come, come right around here this way. Thank you kindly. Thanks, Good you day too. to you too. <gasps> they both kind of just look a little bemused. Keep doing it. Great work. Mm. Elgath turns to uh, Vickle and says, Oh, not dude. Hey, my body. Says, uh, says, um, Elgath back. Elgath turns to the doorway. They just start having a conversation. All right. I don't think anyone yeah. speaks Goliath, right? Unless Aeropay no. casts their spells. So they just, every now and then, and it's very rare, they have a conversation. As you guys close the door behind you and, and Hilda walks in, you can hear them kind of laughing a little bit. And, um, the, uh, yeah, Hilda, you're led into this, um, this warehouse, and it's mostly, like, what looks like one of those, um, dockside shipbuilding warehouses. There's a lot of, like, fishing equipment and tackles and things like that that are hanging up. Lots of timber and wood and things like that, but in the center, um, surrounded maybe by a little bit of, like, scaffoldy type things, things to hold the, the vessel on top of, is this very strange-looking, um... I guess like carriage looking thing at first like a like almost like you've taken two parts of the underside of a, a very large boat like rowboat and stuck them together on top of each other um there's all sorts of strange mechanical things on there it looks like it's been cheaply welded together in varying places i say cheaply rush rushed um and uh yeah you can you can make out probably from a quick glance that these guys have cobbled together some sort of probably Arcanai thing. Um, you guys, again, you're sort of authorized to use Arcanai. Like, realistically, not, but there have been plenty of times that you guys have been okayed. And you guys know that you're allowed to use this thing and build this thing. But it's definitely a fucking crazy piece of Arcanai that they've built here. Um, super illegal. It'd be like if you kind of went to your friend's house and they were like, hey, look, we built a nuclear bomb. 
Um, and you're like, oh my god, what the fuck? Um, and uh, that's kind of what they have here. Like, an insane looking device. Um, just about big enough to sit you all in hunched up. Um, all five of you. But I don't think it'd be open. Um, Errol Pay is kind of, uh, I don't know, blowing on some paint or something. She's just drawn some, uh, some, some markings in common on it that say, Keep his quest. Well, that looks nice, Aeropay. Yeah, I thought um, I'd spell it quest with a K, too, to sort of go with the... Uh, whatever. Yep, thank you. Nice. I, like, walk away. <laughs> <laughs> well, the new Inquisitor has arrived. Allow me to introduce you. Uh, I'm sorry, what was your name again? It's Hilda, my dear. Hilda. Hilda. Hilda, everyone, everyone. Hilda. Hi, Hilda, and I just sort of uh, jut my hand out, the one that doesn't have the uh, owl on the arm, and say, Hi, nice to meet you. I'm Cairo. Pleasure to meet you, Cairo. Uh, my name is Infidelia, and I just stick my arm out, like, directly towards her. Oh, uh, pleasure. Now I go to shake your hand. I squeeze her hand very hard. Oh, you've got quite the grip there, my dear. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's quite all right. And I'm I'm sitting on the ground, like scribbling some notes. I'm not even like listening to them. I'm just sitting there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lyra, roll me a perception check. And feel free to say half of your sentence you were about to say before realizing that that thing, that pocket watch, is activating in your pocket. Oh, um, and that's Errol. Whoa, oh, okay. What's happening when it activates? Wait, what? The thing is activated again. This has maybe happened twice. Um, and, uh, of course, the previous time it happened, you were on the the ship itself. You know that this thing seems to always... Um, end up being a um, a message of some sort that comes down from the Arch Inquisitor. You okay. um, bring the thing out, and as all of you are sitting there, kind of looking around this thing, it pops open, and this um, this voice emanates out from it. It doesn't much sound like it's coming from the device, but it kind of does. It sounds like it's coming from the device, but also almost sounds like it's echoing off the walls and coming into you from from beyond where you are. Um, it just sounds kind of like a... It would sound like to us like we have a sound system in the room, that kind of thing. Um, and uh, yeah, once again, you hear that, that voice of the, the Arch Inquisitor suddenly start speaking, and he says... You are the closest you have ever come to... Wait. Yes. Very well. Inquisitors. Belmesia, underwater. You are within range, and you have managed to create the vessel. We believe that the Dragonfly faction have set up some sort of underwater base. What they have down there is the most powerful piece of Arcani we have encountered in over 500 years. To wait a moment longer could spell disaster. We believe them to be in the southwestern area of Thelmesia. However, there is an underwater maelstrom that is extremely dangerous. Approach the area with caution. We potentially have one shot at this 
and you simply have to investigate the area and find this group. We have good intelligence that the Dragonfly faction are somewhere in the southwestern area. One week ago, they used an Arcanine to activate a massively powerful weapon, device, some sort. It seems to have caused the worldwide snow phenomena. Whatever it is they are doing, or whatever they are planning, the Dragonfly crew must be stopped. If you do not, it could spell the end of life on the Kryn as we know it. If possible, find out who orchestrated in this and why. But, as always, mission priority, stop them at any cost. The device falls silent. Uh, okay, well you heard him. Let's pack up and go. I put the watch uh, back and I immediately go to grab my rifle and anything that I might need and start climbing into the submarine. Okay. Uh, oh, wait, are we actually going in that thing? That's, that's right. Oh boy, um, very well then. After you, right. I, I will follow. It'll be safe. Earl pays really good at this kind of thing and I wouldn't put Keepy in anything that would put him in danger. Right. And you're bringing Keefy? Yes. It could be a one-way trip. Uh, I know, but I, I never leave Keefy behind. Okay. What are you waiting I'll for? Let's go! I'll start moving towards it, and how big of... It's Is like there a lot of room for me? Not really. No. No. I like. I no. like. I, I be walk in before uh, Infidelia. I'm like, mm. you watched me make all this. I mean, you were you did direct me. Remember this, right? We made this seat specifically for you. It should fit your butt. Okay, and I just started <laughs> shoving myself into the submarine. I'm I'm six four. Yeah, you See, are. See, I made it a little be... wider just for you, so. Just try not to, try not to get on that, like, and I look at Hilda, try not to lean on her too much. She's, she's older. Oh, I'll try not to smoosh, <laughs> and like, I start wiggling into the seat, <laughs> and I feel like I kind of like, you know when you wiggle, and like, sometimes you just kind of fall into the spot, and I'm like, smushed. <laughs> and I'm hunched over. In my seat. Uh, I reach out. I reach out an arm for Hilda to kind of guide her in. Oh, thank you. I take a hand and I, I take a step in. Step gently now. There we go. There's a seat right for you right here. Thank you very much. And I, I take my seat. Are there any seat belts, perhaps? Yes, I did. Uh, there are seat belts on every seat. Okay, fantastic. I'm like grabbing it for, for Infidelia, like, like trying to get it around. And I'm like, oh, I think I, oh, I might have underestimated how tall you are, actually. You might, you might just have to hold this. And I hand her the seatbelt. <laughs> I'll just hold. I'll grab it and I'll like hold it next to my hip <laughs> where it should clasp. And I, I know it won't do anything if something happens, but you know, it's better than nothing. All right. So you're all in? I think so, yeah. All right. What, what do you do next though? Because you're in this thing. 
Uh, the uh, in a warehouse. In, you're in a warehouse. <laughs> have you set up like a pulley system or a rig thing? Do you have the Goliaths ready to pull this thing? Because they could probably lift this thing into the water with all of you in it. Do you have a plan for this? Do you know what you would have set up for the for the maiden well, voyage? The launch? I, couldn't I set up like a release for it so I can press a button and a device just releases it like into the water? Let's find out. Roll me an investigation check. Okay. As you hit the button. <laughs> <laughs> on your device. Wait, no, not just to see if I installed it. Mm. <laughs> you did install this, yes. Oh. Okay, I hit the button. All right, and then roll me an investigation check in to see if it works. Crap. Crap. No. <laughs> What's going on? You hit a button. There's a there's a strange set of pulleys and cogs and things that start whirling around the the big pulley system that's holding this thing in place inside of the warehouse. Um, from the outside, we suddenly see the Goliaths standing there. Once again, they're kind of looking out to see when the doors start opening up on this warehouse. Ding, 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 ding. And from inside, you see um, this set of tracks fall down from underneath where your little submarine vessel is and the submarine sits on them and starts to roll slowly downwards towards the water where there's a natural slip that, that falls into the water itself. The Goliaths kind of both wide-eyed look at this thing. Um, they both start jumping up and down like wildly. Um, the two of them both look around in the, in the room to see if you guys are in there and they become quite confused. Um, then they realize, Otak! They're like waving at you. I don't think that there is like big windows on this thing, but do you think there are little tiny portholes or something that you can see out of? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I hope so. So you have like small little portholes that you can see out of, and probably whoever's on the right-hand side, every like you can see these giant Goliath faces go past you as it starts to <laughs> ding, 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 roll down. <laughs> Towards the water. Can we just say Infidelia's on that side? Because <laughs> that would be <laughs> yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah. What do you do, Infidelia? Do you see a giant face of a Goliath? I mean, has something transpired over the last five days? You are or... married, yes. If you sleep in a bed with a Goliath for five nights in a row, then okay. you become married in terms of the Vicol's um, Goliath tribe rules. I'll look out the porthole. Goodbye, my sweet. And I'll blow him a kiss. <laughs> he, uh, he looks confused. He doesn't know what you said. Um, the, uh, the, the two Goliaths watch now as this thing starts to dum 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 it, it hits the water and then begins to lower itself under the water on its own natural weight. It falls underneath. Um... Errol Pay, I assume at this point you start the thing up and it begins to, uh, it begins to, to go. Let's yeah. see in a second. Um, so you rolled a 26, I think. <laughs> yeah. On whether the engines work, which means they absolutely do. You, um, you feel this thing, all of you suddenly... There's a there's a um a very loud noise. If anyone's ever been in a really old car, the engines on them are so loud it like rattles the metal around the thing. Um and I think it starts to dung 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 do that kind of strange noise. 
probably at first it's quite um quite alarming until um until it it seems to settle down you suddenly hear the propellers on the back of this thing start to whir up and the submarine starts to sink and sink and sink under the water uh, uh are you sure well. this is gonna uh hold together and everything errol are you questioning my engineering? I am not questioning your engineering at all. I'm I'm merely just uh, just double checking, double checking. I'm like you know switching the buttons on and doing all. Just trust me on this one. Let me do the work. Okay. okay. Put your seatbelt on. It it right. But but if something happens like a leak or something, I want to be able to swim out of here. Well, then take your seatbelt off when that happens. Which reminds me, I'm sure we all know how to swim, yes? Yes. No. Uh, well, K Kippy doesn't. Oh. Oh dear, that might be a bit of a problem. I feel like you see Kippy's feathers kind of poof out and then he just makes a poo on the floor and I look at him. Oh, oh, oh dear. Well. I take out, um, a napkin and I throw it at her. <laughs> <laughs> right. Got it. <sighs> Haven't even been in here for five minutes and someone already made a mess. <laughs> so, um... doesn't mean to. He's, he's probably just a little nervous. We're all a little nervous. I'm not. Well, except for you, Errol. Um, I guess I would start navigating us where, uh, we were told to go. Indeed. Oh, uh, look at that. So, you should oh. all see now a submarine on your screen. Um, you, uh, you guys will now need to... Well, most of you get to sit tight and hope that Errol Pay doesn't mess this up. This is absolutely her area of expertise and, um, and uh, she starts just hitting buttons, I think. The rest of you are probably looking around at each other kind of a little like unsure hoping that this thing works as far as you guys are concerned you've seen her hack together with the help of two goliaths that she's just been randomly shouting goliath at um to hammer on a piece of brass grab a bolt and weld a thing here stick that thing there attach that to that until eventually she has a thing that she com has convinced you all is absolutely designed to go underwater a sort of underwater boat that won't definitely won't drown you but she's probably what? also I said a 26 yeah well uh, just from the other's <laughs> perspective <laughs> oh, okay. you're convinced you're like this is fine i know exactly what i'm doing but the rest of them have seen this very strange device this would be like the first space flight kind of thing yeah. you guys are weirded out by this the um the um strange claustrophobic feeling of being in this thing as the as it goes down and down and down um, Errolpay has installed, in fact it had some things installed on it and she's fixed up and attached some things and made sure they work. It does have a, it sets off a little bit of light on the outside, but I think as you guys sink down below the docks and it starts to push away from the dock side, um, it just gets darker and darker until essentially it's just pitch black out there. Um, and uh, yeah, Errolpay starts activating things, buttons start being pushed and it starts heading um, in what Errol Pay claims to be the direction of Thalmesia. So, 
let's see here. Using your, using your tools of, um, tools of submarining, I am now going to give you, if I can access it, I'm having nightmarish issues with Roll20 today. Um, I'm going to add to your, uh, to your proficiencies here, um, EP's quest. And you should be able to, on the left, you'll see tool proficiencies all the way down. This is essentially a vehicle proficiency, Keepy's Quest. You should be able to roll that. See if you can click it and roll it. Bam. 16. Um, so we're going to use that to you for you. This is you using this thing underwater as you start to um, navigate. So you all have to go to... Um, Thelmesia. And as this thing starts moving, it starts to move. It goes really fast. Um, I don't think anyone is necessarily aware of how fast you're moving technically, but you can feel it. It starts to, um, once Aeropay clears the dock area and starts to hit like a long or a deep, the deep ocean area, um, she activates the, the main propellers here, the Arcani thrust um, and it starts to really uh, motor through the water. You feel it because you guys are pushed back in your chairs as it um, sends itself forward. And you can also probably sense the water rushing beside the thing a little quicker. Um, Errol Pay, you need to get us to uh, Thelmesia. So Thelmesia, a little reminder for you guys in, uh, in terms of... Um, what this place is and where you're going. It's this ancient land that was destroyed long ago and submerged underwater. Um, the story is that they tried to, um, the insider story, which is your, uh, your story here, um, is that they tried to activate and create an Arcanai device, basically. Um, it was supposedly just a giant great big shield um, that was also maybe supposed to levitate continent up off of the water and create this just um, super uh, continent, this this advanced um, technological magical union um, allowing this continent to sit um, ahead of every other continent, just surpass in every single way, technologically, magically, culturally even, um, with this thing. It was supposed to both protect them and almost to kind of show off that Thalmesia was the central hub of the world, the very best that Lacrin had to offer. However, something went horribly wrong. No one really knows what because it was over within seconds. Um, presumably, again, this is what most other Inquisitors and stuff believe as one of the biggest um, factors of causing the Arcanine Inquisition to even exist was this, um, this moment in time, is that something caused this shield, this Arcanite to malfunction, um, and when it was activated, it simply pulled the entire continent into the sea. Within minutes, like, this thing destroyed an entire continent, um, and everything was pulled in on top of itself, um, and supposedly just an endless, um, uh, wave of destruction. Um, the area that you're heading to is absolutely off bounds by uh, everyone. You can't sail ships there, and even if they do, they go missing almost every time. It's a Bermuda Triangle-esque 
um, area of the world that people just avoid. Um, and it is also just illegal. You can't go there. Um, and uh, no one's ever been there. Um, or at least no one has ever been there and returned to tell the tale. And that's where you're heading for. You're trying to aim for the southwestern portion. Um, and uh, as Keepy's quest starts heading out, Errol Pay, um, you start heading in the direction of the the southwest. Um, let's see here. While you guys are moving around, you um, have to roll me one more Keepy's quest check. What are the rest of you doing while you're in here? I'm probably uh, looking out whatever little peephole I can look out. Okay. Same. Yeah. I know it's pretty dark, but do we have like any exterior lighting or anything? Um, it's only in the front, probably. Yeah. You don't, even if you did, it wouldn't light anything up, really. Yeah. There's nothing out there but water and, and like some deep blues past the windows. I'd probably be, I'm pretty nervous because we've never seen a machine like this before. The idea of, you know, going deep underwater like this is, is pretty new and, and a little terrifying. I'm, I am trying to keep my cool a bit, but uh, yeah, I think I'd just be amazed that this thing is holding together and that we're, we're underwater. Um, and I'd be looking out the window. Okay. I'd perhaps be closing my eyes and meditating and perhaps paying close attention to any sounds around us, if there's, well, any... I can't help but feel there's something out there. Probably a whole lot of things out there. Yeah. I mean, I'm hunched over. I'm probably just trying to not move too much. Looking out a window if there's one close by. Probably can't talk because your cheeks would hit your knees. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm probably not. I'm probably just being quiet because <laughs> I'm shoved in a tin can. So, Errol I'm Pay. whistling as I navigate. Just, yeah, you're just... having a great time. Um, oh, this is great. This thing is going pretty damn fast. And once you do your calculations and work it out, you think it's probably going to get you to your destination in uh, three or four hours. It's going to take you a few hours to get there, which seems like a long time, but it's unbelievably fast. In a traditional ship, it would take you days um, to get to this area. Um, so this thing is really motoring. Like, it's going really, really fast. The person that crafted this thing... Um, uh, probably designed it in such a way that it was supposed to do these quick trips. Um, when you were building it, it's probably been used as well. You can tell that there are elements to it that have been replaced and reused. Um, you can you can probably have seen some, you know, like small, um, small rusted bolts, things like that, that suggest that it's come in contact with water and things like that. Um, but yeah, like this thing. Um, Seems to be holding up. Seems to be holding up. Roll me another Keepy's quest. Continue navigating. 25. Oh, yeah. We're nailing this shit. <laughs> nice. You, uh... As I'm, as I'm navigating, I'm like, mm, yeah, this is my favorite song. And I start whistling it. <laughs> you continue to navigate. 
You have a thing which is very much like a modern day sonar device. It uses echolocation to um, inform you of your immediate surroundings. You can, um, it doesn't really, it doesn't really inform you of anything that's too small, but it does inform you of, um, of, of large things, very large things. Like if you're about to like launch into the side of some rubble or a wall, um, there is a, uh, a ping that comes up from below you at one point, um, in the sense that it's going to be below you coming up ahead of you, below you, there's some sort of large thing down there. It could be a shipwreck, it could be a leviathan. You're not too sure what it is, but it's definitely not your location. How would you approach that? I would definitely avoid it as best I can. Yeah, not into... Uh... I'm not into checking out. <laughs> I mean, we, we're in a mission and I just, I'm gonna focus on that and try to avoid any anything, honestly, any object or any creature and uh... I don't want to awake, you know, wake up the, the Kraken. Yeah. Um, uh. So, uh, yeah, roll me another Keepy's quest to re-navigate away. 17. 17. Okay. You, um, you navigate away from this thing. It takes you... Uh, originally, you've probably been moving mostly just south away from the... Um, the dwarven homelands of Dandaral. Thelmesia's southwestern point is almost directly southwest of where you are. Like, you don't need to do much um, maneuvering or changing course. Once you'd set that course, you kind of just had to follow it. However, um, this taking you off course is probably going to set you back a little bit just to maneuver around it. Um, when you replot your course and come back onto it, you get this feedback on your... Um, on your sonar, suggesting that there's something, something interfering with your equipment as you get closer and closer to the area that is south of you. Not necessarily just southwest, but just directly ahead. There's something that's messing with your equipment. How do you think is you'd approach that? Is it making it to where I can't navigate well or anything? It's um, if you get too close to it, you're worried that it would completely remove your ability to navigate but the machine doesn't seem it seems still seems to be moving at the same pace still seems to be able to function but your um navigational equipment seems to be affected by it so it's it, and it's clearly like a device that's messing with it probably i don't think you're too sure but it's something's dealing something's doing something hmm and we don't have to go in that direction so i can try to avoid it you can try to avoid it, yeah. It's, it's, um, you've been heading south. You need to go yeah. southwest. Okay. The, the closer to the, the close, you're heading south and your device seems to start malfunctioning just heading south. It appears okay. to be south of you. I, I guess I would try to, uh, go a little more to the west then. Okay. Give me another Keepy's Quest check. <laughs> and it's beeping like there's something coming up on the display no it would be no, it was um, just, i think okay. it would just be like this like sort of fuzz or static coming in maybe it would be that essentially yeah depending on yeah. how you've set up this this device to work again you're using yeah. not just like this isn't necessarily the same as our modern day technology although it serves the same function um it's magical in nature that you probably have just straight up like arcane runes on elements so of the cool. instruments and things you've probably got um, in the back of this thing, the engine is partially made up of like um, spheres that hold energy. 
just magical energy that you can draw from that seem to be allowing the um, mechanisms in this to, to run in the same way as coal or steam might do. Um, it's able to utilize that energy um, as a sort of endless energy source to move this thing. It's also the reason it's able to move so much quicker than anything else. Um, so there are elements of the instruments in front of you that are um, magical in nature, some that are like cogs and steampunkish, um, some that might look a little modern to us. Um, yeah, you've, there's, there's probably just a thing on the dashboard of this that's just a, an ancient rock that you're not too sure what it is. But it does something, you know, and you didn't need to know exactly what it needed to do because it's here and it's serving its purpose to um, activate parts of this this um, device. Um, it's a strange amalgamation that you've hacked together, and for the most part, you understand it. But you've not you've studied it for five days, as opposed to you know the years and years and years that probably someone put into building this thing. Um, so. You head more west, um, and uh, you rolled a 16. So I think probably about two hours passes. Um, wow, Jesus. Infidelia, roll me a constitution saving throw because you are in the most uncomfortable position ever. Okay. 22. That's nice. You're doing okay. okay. Your body isn't seizing up. This is just, you know those like horrible flights where you're like, oh God, why did I book with these people? I have no leg room. It'll mm -hmm. seize up when you stand after you get out and you're like, oh God. There's almost no room for you to maneuver in. Everyone else has a little wiggle room. Aeropade probably, I think, is the smallest, did you say? Did we work out last time? Oh yeah, I'm yeah, really small. You're very short. Oh, I think it. I'm just a small nerd. Delia and I, we're the same height, aren't we? Oh, I'm six wait, four. I think you are quite I think tall. I'm pretty tall, yeah, actually. Tall Hold on. Oh, you're also but a yeah, cat. Slender. You're yeah, slender. So you're a cat. I can just bend. Yeah. You, like you will always, you can fit into street. anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> true. Yeah, you, you're fine. Um, yeah, the others, you don't necessarily need to make any, uh, any uh, saves or anything here. After about two hours, though, it probably starts to um, um, get a little get a little uncomfortable for everyone um it's i'm still whistling yeah there's a thing that's providing um there's a thing that's providing oxygen here but i don't think it's doing much for heat it's starting to get really hot uh... and kind of um humid to a degree i think keepy the actual bird is probably starting to get fidgety um every now and then keepy's wings will spread out um maybe catching hilda in the face and cairo in the face as as, as the bird stretches its wings out um, uh, and, you know, you guys are all in here together. Really, only Errol Pay seems to be having fun. This is probably, like, insanely enjoyable. This is like being a, a child <laughs> genius rocket scientist in a rocket. Um, She's playing with her toy. Exactly. Aww. Uh, <laughs> alright. So, you get, um, you start moving southwest now. Your instruments and stuff continue to be affected more and more and more so you're generally um still able to use the the instruments and things but after about another hour and a half you're really approaching the area that you need to be in um everything on your instrument panel and things just seems to be completely affected you're not a hundred percent sure whether the um 
whether the sonar is pinging things back to you that are actually there or not. It starts to ping all sorts of things. Um, I think before I get to a part where, um, where obviously I know it's going to probably take over and not, I won't be able to navigate and whatnot as effectively, I'm going to make sure I've, I've set the course exactly where we need to go. Okay. Like pinpointed it so that way I don't have to worry about like, oh, well, I didn't set the course before and now I don't have it. Yeah, so. you're just going to keep going no matter what. Um, yeah. All right, roll me another KP's quest check. 18. 18. You, uh, you do it. You do it. With about half an hour left to go. Your instruments... Ooh, sound. I hate it. Your instruments start to completely um, go haywire. Not haywire like that guy, completely insane, but just... It doesn't seem right. They're telling you you're suddenly going north, and it's impossible. There's no way you're going north. Um, you're getting these pings from underneath where you are, as if there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, like, giant great big things under there. Shipwrecks, rocks, whatever it is. Just huge things that are close enough that you need to be aware of them. That the, uh, the navigational equipment, the echolocation pings are telling you that this stuff is all underneath you and all around you. Um, can I turn them off or turn off the sound? Disable the sound. You can. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and disable the sound so that way it's not like I don't want to alarm anyone. Right. And I know I know what's happening, but I don't want other people on the inside to get alarmed. Yeah. You um. You turn it all off. Ahead of you. Directly no. ahead of where you're coming up <laughs> Sorry. on. Sorry. Um. There is, um, there is something that comes up on your instruments that you can make out as, uh, some sort of giant sphere, basically. It looks like an enormous... I'm so glad you said sphere and not squid. <laughs> yeah, giant, giant kraken creature. No, a giant sphere, um, of, of... Um, feedback is what it would be kind of like. It's not necessarily an echolocation thing, but you get like a, a thing, a reading, a display, whatever it is that you're using that allows you to determine what's in front of this vessel. There is just an enormous great big sphere that starts appearing as you're motoring towards it. Um, what do you think you would do? Keep going. Keep going. Does it look like it's, uh, does it look like something I can pass through or not? Or does it look solid, like a, um, building? Roll me an investigation check. Okay. 19. 19. This is, for sure, the, um, the whirlpool, the vortex, the maelstrom that you were warned about. It looks like what it is, is uh, just a, just a, um, the way, you know, imagine like a whirlpool that goes around like a cylinder shape almost. Um, imagine it now in a perfect sphere underwater, um, just turning and turning and turning over it in, in a, in, in what really looks like a sphere that might, that is miles and miles and miles across. Maybe on a 19, you can probably work out that this thing spans what would work out to be around a quarter of the size of Alexandria. Um, 
still, it's not as big as what Thelmesia would have been. Thelmesia and Alexandra were pretty similar in size, but the, the this thing is ginormous. It's just a massive great vortex of water or air or something that is directly ahead of you. And you guys are just launching straight for the dead center of it. Um, I, I, I before we in go into it, um, does this look like it's caused by something? Like by a device, or does it look like just a freak of nature to me? Give me uh, an investigation check again. Okay. Did it go? 14. Um, there's nothing to your knowledge in nature that would cause this. It seems yeah. pretty absurd that this thing is out here, unless that there is um there are there's all sorts of magical creatures like water weirds and things little creatures even on the scale of of what this is nothing in the world is really this big even the world's most powerful dragon which could be potentially underwater messing around is unlikely to be able to create such an enormous sphere of influence basically this enormous great big thing this is almost certainly the result of um something man-made and probably something Arcanai related and um one last question <laughs> sorry okay. based on my calculations you said we're about 30 minutes away from where we're supposed to be yeah okay so this isn't our target so I think I'd make note of where we how far we are from where we launched and where I would think this would be but I would try to probably go around it even if it takes us a little to get back. Give me another investigation check. You can have advantage on this because you've been doing it a hundred times. Okay. 20, oh, 27. Oh, natural Holy. 20. Your, your destination from what you can work out would be dead center of where this sphere is inside of it. Oh, okay. I, I Yeah, then I guess, yeah, I go into it. Okay. You're going straight into it. Yep. Alrighty. <laughs> You guys continue straight ahead. Do you warn the others? Um, I mean, if they're looking, they can see it. I don't think I'd warn them. I'd just be like, hmm. Your seatbelt's on? Uh, yep. Yes. Good. Are, are you kind just going to head straight in like that? Um, yep. Wait, are we bracing for something? Yeah, yes. Yes. Please brace for... Make sure the old lady doesn't go, you know, jump, you know, all around the place, you know? Hold oh, her trust down. trust me, my dear. I'm not going anywhere. Okay, okay. That's good. Okay. So, you start heading towards this thing. It's, um, pretty, uh, pretty freaking big. And as you guys all rush towards this thing, I think everyone starts to feel what would feel like turbulence on an airplane um, heading towards it. The um, vessel within the next 20 minutes um, feels pretty stable, but in the final 10 minutes on the approach for this maelstrom up ahead of you, it would start to groan and rumble and tumble as you approach this thing. There... Uh. Can I do an investigation to see if I think that the that the the submarine can handle it? You can. Yeah, give me another investigation check. Oh god. 
a 10, just enough. You are able to determine that, lucky for you, you successfully expanded the uh, size of the frame of this thing on a 23, which means it should be able to withstand this. Oh my god, Brad. <laughs> it should be able to withstand the, uh, the turbulence that's about to hit you guys. That being said, it wouldn't necessarily be able to withhold it for too long. You've got to hope that you punch through this thing and uh, and that you you make it through what essentially needs to be like a, a shell or a crust. You can't, you wouldn't yeah. be able to go into this thing and last the, um, the remaining 10 minutes as you hit the outside of this thing in there. You don't want to last for longer than a few minutes inside of the actual maelstrom itself. So, so I should increase increase thrusters. Yes. What you want to do is you want to increase the thrusters, we'll call them, at the right moment. Because as you hit okay. this thing, the you're going to need to you're calculate. Angle, you're going to need to right? calculate your velocity, roll, pitch, yeah. and yaw, and then punch through, hoping that this mm. is a shell. From your um, instruments and things pretty sure you can do it but there's a lot of feedback and messed up stuff going on this is going to require not just your brain but um, can i some good piloting too i was a sailor for a long time hmm. would you would you tell her this how would you yeah oh 100 when because when i asked her if she was just going to head straight in and she said yeah i'd probably lean over and explain you know because of the angle of what you want to kind of point your nose in and let it sweep us in together and then you're going to need to make some adjustments as you go and yeah and then i would try to help her if she'll let me oh yeah i would okay so um why don't we have lyra be in charge of when you um hit these thrusters she takes over the controls physically manually okay um so as you guys approach this thing the <laughs> vessel starts to go crazy you can feel this thing the turbulence building as you approach it i think keepy probably starts to freak out the bird starts going a little nuts and um and then uh please quiet the bird i'll try i'll try and then you hit the side of what essentially this maelstrom thing is and you're away the crazy amounts of turbulence that you hit is probably rough on everyone um but not so much that you're uh completely messed up everyone holding on tight hits the side of this thing and the the uh the submarine spins wildly out of control you lose all control essentially inside this thing as you hit it the submarine is suddenly going forwards and then it is pulled into an endless current you feel the thing and I, your instruments are pretty much going haywire to the point where you are unable to determine what way is is up down left right things like that um, and you start hitting buttons like wild. Errol Pay starts trying to get some information from the instruments she has in front of her to try and work out when Lyra needs to hit 
the thrusters, for want of a better word. And we're going to call them that. Um, really, it would be a power boost to the propellers, for those of you that are going to come at me later on. Um, the vessel starts turning over and over and over, and then it gets violent. All of you are shaking around in this thing a lot, and you, ne you need to activate this Arcanai power modulator, which you installed correctly. Congratulations. Um, Errol Pay give me an investigation check to try and figure out the right moment to hit this thing and to control it and to sail okay, out through the other side of this thing. You do not know. Um, I'm being kind oh, I got in... Natural 20. <laughs> nice. You, you need to work out and calculate your velocity, the roll, the pitch, the yaw, and the fact that you're heading in the right direction. And then when you're ready, you need to inform Lyra, and Lyra needs to make me a sleight of hand check. Okay. What does the tw does the twenty do? All Twenty-seven that? means you work it out at some point. What do you tell Lyra? Okay. Um, I don't tell her anything. I just tell her to get ready. That's it. I just say, get ready, get ready. You need you need to be ready. I'm ready. Just okay, I know it. And then when it's time, so that's when I go. Okay, punch it. All right, give me a slight hand check. Is this with advantage or with regular? Regular. Ooh. Nine. You say punch it, but there's a little bit of a delay. Um, as the as the nose of the vessel swings around in exactly the direction, at exactly the velocity you need to push this thing forward, she hits the button just a fraction too late, and the thing kind of just veers over the exact point of no return and then whoosh, you feel this thing um violently lurch forward and then spin over itself you go into a kind of roll for a moment a vertical roll as this thing spins before kind of stabilizing in a continual turbulent spin once more it continues to rush however everyone is thrown around crazy violently everyone roll me a 1d4 That is how much bludgeoning Dude. damage you guys take from being smashed the fuck around in this thing <laughs> inside. Everyone cracks a head or someone's hand gets crushed under something. Um, Keepy finds a perfect balance in the middle of the um, the whole thing because Keepy is always safe with plot armor. And the, um, the, uh, the, the vessel kind of stabilizes again, enough for Elropay to suddenly start pulling things off of the... Um, off of the uh, instruments to try and work out what's going on. I think, Errol Pay, you've probably got like a drip of blood running down your face yeah, now as you're trying to work this out. And, like, and you <sighs> get to work again. Give me another investigation check. Okay. 26. 26. You work it out again. I'm going to punch it this time. <laughs> Alright. Give me a sleight of hand check with disadvantage. Never mind. I'm not going to punch okay. it this time. <laughs> the the sailorness is what is giving the fact I, like, that you're going to do it, and then I'm like, no. <laughs> the fact that you're the one with the knowledge gives you non disadvantage to make this check, and the fact that Lyra is a sailor and is good at just kind of using some sort of innate instinct um, to help back up her judgments and control the 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 um, 
the actual like whatever you've got like a joystick i don't know a gamer joystick or a a wheel or something that you're holding on to the even like a an arcane ball i don't know something that allows you to actually navigate and flip this thing as you shout at her to punch it you feel that thing again there's a lurch once more as all of you are hit backwards in your chair and this thing um bursts through out of the maelstrom you suddenly and everyone who's looking out of a window or sees out of one of these portholes um you see now that you're out of the maelstrom that rushing water that was going past has gone and in fact as you lurch forward there's a sudden drop as your stomach is lifted up into your throat and you start to fall as you are no longer in water and that's where we're going to go to a break you did it good yeah. job you could technically yeah, job, by the way dragons. technically you could just endlessly fail that and die which is pretty yeah, horrific i was wondering like a couple of times i feel like we could have died on the way down here <laughs> pretty rough um all right bye b team luckily <laughs> bye, this, relied, this relied on my uh intelligence most of my roles so yeah well the only yeah. thing i have going for me <laughs> that's what uh i figured that's that's all this thing is really you know you you could probably justify being a wizard understanding a lot of the magic behind it but that's still a, an intelligence role so yeah. wherever you're drawing this information from comes from the same role basically um luckily i think you passed every single one of them i don't think you fail at all it was basically uh, a perfect run yeah. yeah no those roles were spot on yeah mm -hmm. perfect run you did it everything perfectly and yes. uh and you made it to your destination to a uh to a degree we'll find out what that destination is after the break thanks for joining us this evening um and we'll be back in a few minutes and we'll see what is on the other side of the horrific maelstrom Welcome back, everyone. So, the B team, the Inquisitors, the FBI of Lacrin. You are um, through this maelstrom. You feel this thing lurch forward again. You um, burst through, but it is now in midair. All of your instruments fall dead, for the record. They just drop, like anything that you've turned on or was supposed to be working, suddenly all power down like immediately as soon as you come through this thing you can hear the propellers those of you that are inside still spinning but it's more to do with the fact that they're just going after having been activated uh, a minute ago and they're just still spinning um and then suddenly this thing just starts falling you feel this vessel suddenly um fall and it falls until eventually it crashes into a solid surface and all of you are kind of shaken around everyone give me a strength save Dang, that was a really lucky roll, because I have a negative one. <laughs> Oops, did mine not go through? No, oh, I'm just missing one from you. Yeah, huh. Oh, because it's asking me. Yes. Oh, oh that wow. Default. Never, um, <laughs> never, uh, hesitate. 
Tuesday, Gray. With roll 20, we'll give you a, a natural one. All right, you can roll me a d4. Everyone else, you steal yourselves. You feel this thing hit the ground. Errol Pay, you probably wince as you hear this thing like bend and crunch. You probably hear rocks or stones puncture up through what feels like the base of this thing as your um, as your sub hits the ground and um Cairo probably for the second time you're like lurched forward in your seatbelt you feel your shoulder crack into the side of the sub and you take another three bludgeoning damage from that um paying too much attention to keep attention to keep his safety right the the sub lands on its belly and starts to spin and you can feel that it's still going um, down. It feels like it's sliding down an incline. Those of you that are looking out the window can kind of now make out a grey landscape for a moment as it spins and you feel like you're sliding down. You can hear rocks crunching and scraping against metal underneath um, before once again it comes to another hard stop. Doom! Um, this time you don't need to make saves because it's not quite as heavy of a drop. There's a thud. All of your seatbelts activate and uh, catch all of you there. Kagoom! Um, this thing suddenly falls completely silent. There's no noise, the rush of the engines and or whatever they are, the magic, the pulses of arcane energy, the propellers, all of that noise that was holding you in it um, has fallen silent. And now you uh, you find yourselves just at a, at a standstill. You've made it what felt like you just kind of punched through this maelstrom. And looking outside, you can see the... Um, you can see that it's that that it's raining is what it looks like. Raindrops are like hitting the side of this thing. You can hear them hitting the top of the vessel as well. You can see probably because this thing probably has portholes that look more upwards. You can probably see what is the sky, um, and it's uh, it's it's a the a spinning sphere, but it's not. I guess from in here, it's just a white frothing maelstrom like the outside of a um a vortex that's spinning around you being held at bay um by nothing seemingly what do you guys do i open the door mm-hmm all righty then you open the door instantly hit by rain and what does it smell like and wind uh, it smells like uh, the sea, the ocean. It smells the same as a, as a, um, as maybe a dock's wood, that kind of thing, but very strong. A kind of algae, um, water, salt water scent. Um, not really, uh, not really anything else, probably other than whatever smells are coming up and rising up out of this thing after four hours in it. And uh, the the landscape now sits before you of of land it, you're you look like uh you you're on an island or you're on a um a, a surface there's a pretty loud rush i think probably from nearby um the wall there's a wall behind you of just uh maelstrom it's that same thing it looks like it's rising up out of the rocks underneath you and going straight up directly upwards you can't really see much of a curvature this close but as you look to the other side you can see uh this endless landscape now of mud and gray rock and then this vortex of frothing water white and spinning about you just arcing a little again this thing is is miles and miles and miles long um and 
it would still kind of look like you're in a, you know, it doesn't look like you're in a small enclosed space. It's a huge, great a sphere of a, of a ceiling almost above you, but it just it goes forever beyond what your eyes can see. And the surface of the ground looks like, probably to, to us as players, it would, it would seem like stepping out on like an alien planet, like Mars or the moon or something, um, except that it's mud and grey stone. There's no trees or algae or greenery. There's no no animals or anything like that. Just just rocks broken and fractured in in varying heights and levels, um, but still relatively flat to, to in terms of uh, a, a landscape out before you. Um, it's just like a fractured expanse, basically, of of rocks. There's rain that's falling in these strange thick uneven drops it doesn't feel anything like rain because it's more just drops of ocean falling down you guys are underwater still held in a giant capsule of of air um and these enormous great big globs of water will fall down in and smaller ones and mist um and they they hit you and it's it's heavy uh, as it hits you on the head they're not small raindrops they're big um, raindrops, you know, big, big sea drops. Um, ahead of you, again, lots of mud, lots of hilly sort of looking landscape, broken rocks and stone. But there's one set of rocks, stone and mud in an almost pyramid-like, um, structure, maybe, like, no, no further than about 50 feet away from where you are. Up on top of this thing, you can see a mechanical device. Um, and it stands out massively compared to everything else around you. It's a spider, for all intents yeah. and purposes. A big mechanical spider, probably just a little smaller than the, the submarine, but still pretty big. The size of maybe two horses, that kind of thing. Um, sitting sideways on the on the structure of rocks, this kind of pyramid, and it's a natural built pyramid. It's not like a house or anything like that. Um, when you look at it, you can see that it's kind of trembling and moving with with power, arcane power probably. Um, but you can see cogs and gears twisting, and every so often, a little puff of black smoke comes up from one of its eight legs. Um, it's for sure an Arcanite construct and very advanced, but not mad and advanced. Beside it, beginning to stand up as if he's been sat there for a little while, is a man that Lyra and Cairo recognize. That man Geo that you guys saw <gasps> on that boat. He's a, a human man, maybe in his 60s. He's got a thick, mostly gray beard. Pretty deep wrinkles on his face, as if he were maybe a sailor. He looks very sailory, piratey almost. Um, he has thick overalls on, a hood over his head. That he draws back, and you can see a dragonfly tattoo on his neck. Um, and he stands up and crosses his arms and just shouts down towards where you guys are. We've been expecting you. My um, ears fold back, lay back flat on the back of my head, and I bare my teeth a little bit. You guys rolled investigation checks before we move on. What were I they was for? I was gonna go investigate the spider thing, but that's then you I'm described it, man. So I'd rather not. 
The what? The sorry. The, not the, not the, sorry. The sub? Uh, the submarine. My bad. I called it the boat. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's fair. Uh, you probably I want to see how much damage has been done to it. Is it still... Or does it look like if if I could somehow figure out how to get it back on, does it look like it would work? It's totaled for now. Um, if you okay. were to if you were to spend a little while fixing it, it looks like it's fixable. Um, okay. As it sits and your quick brief look at it, it doesn't look completely trashed, but not a hundred percent, not a hundred percent sure just yet. Um, okay. What your uh, yeah, what your what you're looking at but it looks pretty busted up and you'll definitely need to find some materials to to fix it and you're in this landscape that looks like you don't know what it looks like probably just an endless yeah. landscape of rocks and broken stone fractured and toppled it looks more like if you took the earth and then turned it upside down and threw it um and then what was left behind um, and it's kind of got a, a layer of mud and, and wetness to it that looks like it's kind of congealed to a vague landscape over time, but it's a very broken and fractured expanse. No cities, towns, anything like that. Um, the, uh, the man standing beside, just behind this, this spider, looking down at you, um, he, uh, he crosses his arms and kind of casually... Um, stares at all of you. What do you guys do? I'm gonna turn around to face Ly Lyra and Errol and say, do you think our communicator thing will work in here? I have no idea. <sighs> Everyone should be careful. This is the leader of the dragonfly. I think. He seems to know everything and be unafraid of everything. And I'll turn back around to face him. So we should kill him. I don't understand how he got here first. Hmm. He seems to know every thing we know and then some. Maybe he has a ship. We could take his ship. We might need to, and I'll I'll knock on the uh, submarine, and I'm gonna shush Keepy into the the submarine for now. Um, or scoot him in there rather. Okay. I see. Do we approach him? It seems like he wants to make start, conversation. I'm gonna start walking towards him. Okay. He doesn't really do anything. He just kind of stares down towards where you guys are, arms crossed. He's got a pretty blank expression. Um, he doesn't look angry or happy or anything like that. He's pretty just. He's terrifying, blank. and I hate it. I hate it so much. He just is chill. It's so Same. freaky. He's really scary. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm definitely letting Infidelia go first, and I am kind of, maybe I have my hand near my rifle. Um, yeah, you can position yourselves on the map where you are. Um, this pyramid that he's on is probably... Um, I'd say he's at the top of maybe about 20 feet or so above where you guys are looking down. It's not like he's on, he's just on a natural kind of high point here around where you guys are. Um, put a little thing. That's 20 feet here. You guys oh god, that's big. Uh, there we go. Um, 
Yeah, but he doesn't... It, you guys, like, approach him. He doesn't really seem to uh, give a shit, honestly. He just seems to be kind of watching you um, as you guys move, maneuver into positions and stuff. Be careful of that spider. Does the spider look like it's his pet, almost? Or, like, he's under control of it? Give me an investigation check. Okay. May I also use my investigation check? Yeah, you want to do a similar thing? I mean, spider? you guys all can if you're interested in the spider. Yeah, yeah. I just, I'm sure he's going to fuck us up with this thing, so I'd like to look at it. Damn, I'm okay. just way too invested in my submarine right now, okay? <laughs> my baby is dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're probably like, eh, it's a, that thing's not as advanced as your sub. So it's nowhere near as interesting. This thing's closer to a construct, um, which you can probably see on a, a nothing roll for you. And then you just give up and start looking over your sub again. Um, Infidelia, <laughs> 5. Hilda, 17. Cairo, 20. And Lyra, 11. Um, you, um, so, eh, who do we know? Infidelia, you don't know. For whatever reason, you have no idea. In fact, this thing probably is his pet. It's probably sentient and his pet, and he can control it the same way that Cairo can inform Keepy to scout ahead and stuff like that. Um, I don't think you know what it is, how it works. Um, I don't know if that's your Inquisition style, if you just go in and investigate the thing, or whether you just go in and, like, take the thing, break it, or kill the person that's using it. Um when you're sent on these missions um but for some reason you don't know what this what this thing's all about exactly um yeah i just go up trying to i'm not really afraid of it right so i'm going to see if i guess what's up all right um yeah i mean it just looks like a big spider construct probably the same as a real spider um same level of, you know, fear and danger. Um, everyone else, um, he's for sure in control of this thing. Um, you, uh, Cairo, give me a perception check. Um, you can tell that he <coughs> he feels comfortable with this thing around because it is acting like a defensive measure for him. Um, this thing is uh, is is Arcani. Um, in the sense that it's uh, it's no different to mechanical spiders that have been built for years. Um, constructs that have been used over and over again and are still perfectly legal to a degree. Very basic things. Um, you can see that this thing has lots of little little touches to it, suggesting it can do some, some pretty crazy things. For the most part, it seems to be like a, a cog steampunk looking thing but then you'll notice on the underside it has little elements of um magical uh runic power that mm -hmm. probably allow it to do some extra special stuff what that is you don't know but if it does it i'll i'll tell you that you're aware of it um mm -hmm. in answer to is he in control of it for sure um, it looks like it can probably move pretty fast. It looks like it's designed literally to just probably guard dog him. In the, You look like you're going to attack him. He'll set it on you. If you do something wrong, he's probably going to set it on you. Um, what you assume to be um, 
you know, him and this guard dog thing is pretty true. Cairo, you can see that he's wearing on uh, one hand a glove thing um, that uh, has all sorts of uh, runes and um, strange little uh, uh, buttons and um, things that are moving in and out. Um, every now and then, from the palm of his hand, a very similar kind of black puff of, of smoke or gas comes out, um, and you can see the the device kind of open and close in several places down his wrist. Um, whatever this hand thing is, uh, probably is the device that controls the spider. It's, he's got like a remote control, basically. Um, something okay. that's able to send this um, spider information and, and control it. Um, it doesn't It doesn't necessarily mean that, um, that it can't move without that. It's just that this allows him to control it directly. But it probably okay. it probably still works like a construct in that it, it's still independent. Uh, upon seeing that, I'm going to rush up to our our leader here. I'm going to rush up to Lyra and uh, probably a little bit whisper, but I, I'm not really so much trying to hide it from him because he's just probably already knows. <laughs> but I'm going to say, look at his hand. He has some kind of controlling device. Um, maybe if we can destroy that. Why isn't he saying anything or doing anything? What does he want? I don't know. He doesn't want us here. And then, and then, as we're talking, you hear me go, "Um, excuse me, sir, 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 sir," <laughs> over here. And I'm like really small behind the submarine, just trying to wave and get his attention. Yeah, uh, he 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 was watching the three that were kind of looking at him. He holds up his hand with the device on it and waves down to you, Errol Pay, and says, "Yes, Miss Purefoy." Not even hiding it. It's like he wants us um, to see it. See, I was yes. wondering if you had the materials for me to fix my submarine. He knew her name. Mm. I do have the materials for you to fix this. I am uh, happy to provide them if you wait here. Oh. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll see that maybe you get repaid. I, like, look around. <laughs> no need for pay. You simply uh, have to wait right here. I will wait right here. All of you will stay right here. And we have to stop them. There's definitely a catch to this. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah what, we're supposed what's to... The, what's the, the catch? That they... The catch... What? Simple. You stay here. We are able to continue our work. We can't let them do that. He mentioned uh, we. There's more of them. No, we can't. How many more are there? We I number don't see in, anyone else. We number in the hundreds. Here? Oh, man. Here, in the cross hall of Lagrin. You are fools to come here. You are fools to come as just five. Oh. If we're fools, then you're here too. What does that make you? Mm. I am meant to be here. We are here uh, for a reason. You are here to enslave us. No. We're yes. not here to enslave you. <sighs> Very well. Then I will get you your materials and you will leave. If your words are true. Well, we do happen to have business of our own here, but it is definitely not to enslave you or your friends. Hmm. 
Unless your business is to join, then you have no business here. Oh. Maybe we're interested in joining. I do not think you are interested in joining. Are you going to assume that about us? You we know, know everything us. about you. <laughs> we're, we're exhausted from our trip. I'm sorry we don't seem as enthusiastic. So about those materials. You will agree to stay here. I look at, <laughs> I look around. If he brings him back, then he'll come back. Maybe we see where he goes. I'm like whispering to Hilda. You know, maybe someone follows him that's a little sneakier than me. Hmm? I'd exactly say I'm sneaky. No, but maybe one of those people, those three do. Not, definitely not Infidelia, though. <laughs> do I hear her say that? <laughs> I think no, you I hear think her. we're too far away. Yeah, yeah, I, don't I, don't I think I'm like, I, I'm like quiet, but I'm like looking at you three. And as I'm like whispering, <clears throat> I don't know. Can I? Can I hear her? I I doubt, uh, I, I really doubt if if, yeah. if you uh. can hear her, then he can hear her probably. So gotcha. She wouldn't want to. Aim what if perhaps we got Cairo to use her bird Kippy to scout? You know, guys, I don't like you being over there. I think you should move over here. What if the rocks fall on you? Just if you would just come over here, you know, over here, be safer. You know, maybe come over here. <laughs> I go ahead and go over there. <laughs> um, good. You're the one that I actually wanted to come over here. So, what if your bird scouted the area and maybe followed this guy as he went to get the re the materials? Because I don't see any materials. So, I, d I don't know how to break this to you. But, uh, uh did, did you notice that he used your full name? Oh, yeah. Nothing gets past this guy. I, I don't think Keepy would be able to follow him and and not be seen. He knows everything somehow. Hmm. Okay, I need ideas. I need more ideas. Give me more ideas. Or we just I attack him. Or we just attack him. We can just attack him. We can just try to kill him now. I call over to Lyra. Lyra! I, I move over, I guess. I'm hesitant, though. I know what to do. We have to we have to stop them by any means necessary at all costs. We can't be making deals with them. Well, I was wondering where he was going to get the materials and how. Like do they have like a storage place here somewhere? I do you see anything besides a man and a spider right now and us obviously. We can't say that I do. Well, no, but then where is he going to get this and and mm. Mm, I just don't can't help but feel it's a setup. I agree. Well, we can't just leave. Well, the whole point is he wants us to stay here so they can do the thing that they want to do, whatever it is that they're doing, and that's what we're supposed to be stopping. We don't have a lot of time. Well, then, is killing him going to stop them? I, I don't know. Probably not, but it probably would be our best bet to keep him busy for the time being. I agree. Then he can get the materials. That'll keep him busy. I'm like really set on getting my submarine running again. <laughs> so the, the whole time they're talking, I'm just 
staring at him. Yeah, he's just staring at all of you. Okay. Does he have anything like a weapon or anything that looks suspicious on him? Uh, give me a perception check. 15? Uh, he does. He has a crossbow, a pretty big one, um, that is, uh, leaning against a rock just next to his, his legs. Um, other than that, he's wearing some, like, crazy overalls that are pretty big that could potentially be, like, concealing other weapons, but really the only suspicious element on him that you can see is that, um, odd glove or gauntlet or whatever it is that seems to be related to the Arcanine in front of him somehow, but pretty much, um, yeah, the only weapon that you can see on him is a very big looking, pretty standard looking crossbow, nothing crazy. Okay. Well, then go talk to him. I don't know what to do. I'm not going to get my supplies, though, if you do that. All right, so I guess that's our plan, then. We're going to ask that he go gathers those, uh, those supplies, yes? Yeah, all right. All right. But we're getting the heck out of here as soon as he, he does. How? Well, that... We'll cross that bridge when we get there, I think. Just for now, I think we just need to get away from his, uh, well, sight. I turn around and face him. All right. We'll stay here. Hmm. Okay. I will get you materials to help fix this. Uh, you know it used to belong to us. What? What? That. You stole it from us. Is that how you got here? That's how some of us got here. Who built it? Oh, we have many wizards, many intelligent types. Uh, Certainly was not me. Lots have joined us. Who are you exactly? Not your name. We are the crew of the Dragonfly. And why do people join you? Because we are going to free those people. And we are going to return to them what they have lost. And that's Arcanai. No, and yes. Free what? Can I tell if he's lying? Uh, you can give me insight checks. And are you perhaps upset that we borrowed your, um, submarine? No. It is oh, done. Good. Today. I only need today. You will stay here. I will go and get your items. You can leave. By the end of today, we will all be free. You, me, everyone. Um, but how are you going to get us said items, sir? Uh, he doesn't appear to be lying, by the way. Um, okay. He says, I will go. I will return to my people. I will get the things you need. I didn't answer my question. I said, how are you going to return to your people? I don't see a ship. He turns back and says, I will walk. 
I just, I blink. <laughs> Free us from what? Hmm. I will speak no more to you. Hmm. I will go with you to get the supplies. No. Oh, we will yeah, stay I here. don't think that's yeah. a good idea. That changes the plans completely. Oh. No, it's not. It's not a good idea. No, don't. You, I mean, I want to see how he's going to get out of here. The terms are set. You will stay here. I will bring you things. I will be Food? leaving my faithful companion here to look after you. If you mm. try and leave this area, it will kill you. It will try. It will tell me. I will know. Mm-hmm. I look at Lyra. I'm just like... Okay, I didn't think too far ahead. You will stay here. Twelve mm. hours. That is all we need. Then you will be free. Then I will be free. Then Lacrin will be free. Right, uh, just go then. Hurry up. No, I wanted to cast uh, fire, firebolt or something on him. Jesus. <laughs> I, I, I was gonna... I mean, he doesn't turn around and start skipping away. He's still looking at you. I was gonna cast charm person on him. <laughs> okay. Hmm, actually, what's the limit on that? Is there a range on it? I will see. 30 feet? Hmm. He is... Uh, don't forget he's 20 feet up, so um, you account for the 20 feet up, he's 70 feet away from you. Well, would it be, will you accept it if I've slowly been moving towards, while they've been talking to him, I've been slowly moving towards the... I, I will let you get to the edge of this. Okay. No further. I uh, am just curious about the rock. Yes, I'm sure you are. I know everything about you, Infidelia. Ow. I'm going to uh, have a side convo with Lyra here and say, I think he's crazy and he's gathered an army and who knows what they've built, but he seems to think that everyone on Lacrin is enslaved by being oh. deprived from Arcani and who knows what his plan to free them is, but we have to stop him, and can you use that communicator thing? We gotta get some of this info back. I, We're outnumbered here. I don't want to use it right now. Maybe when right, he walks away. He, okay. Oh. There's either there's either a mole or an inquisitor has joined them, or Something. maybe Nathan's alive. I don't know. He must be. So am I? I'm. If I go into this little nook, I think I'd be close enough. Um, let's. I mean, I guess mm, he's still above you. The okay. it, I guess technically, I can't do physics. Is it physics well enough to work out exactly where it counts in? But if I just add, I just add the height to the okay. to the distance. So you you're still fifty feet because you've got to account for going up this thing as well. He's above you. Um, he's looking down at you as well and he says no closer you come closer my friend will have a uh, few things to say to you um oh it can talk mm. yes it can talk 
Why can I not come up to talk to you face to face? Why do I have to do it down here? Uh, because I know that you have all sorts of tricks. All of your magics. I'm not much of a magician myself, but I know exactly what you can do. All of you. I have been well briefed. This thing is more than capable of taking you all out. Any harm comes to me, it activates. Are you afraid of us? No. It does not matter. You can kill me here. If you do so, it changes nothing. You are too late. We are too many. The vengeance is ready. I look at Lyra and I'm like, we need to get whatever makes him be able to leave here. Whatever He's just gonna walk. He's gonna use his legs. I don't know where he's going. I think our only hope is disabling the thing that he has that controls the weird machine spider. Lyra makes an excellent point. So I'm confused because he's like saying he's going to go get these materials that we need to wait here, that he's going to go back to his people. Are they here or are they like on land where we came from? It's implied that they're here. Yeah, see, uh, this landmass under here is a north, like we're... It was a whole continent before yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's big. It, it, oh. Errol Pay specifically, I don't know if you would have shared this. I'm happy to have let you do that while you were approaching the thing. Um, the area that you're in, uh. the sphere seems to be allowing this area to exist. It's dry here, dry, you know, there's air, you guys can walk around. You're underwater, but you're caught inside of uh, a sphere of, like a maelstrom here. Something is powering something to allow this area to exist. Um, presumably, this isn't something that they've made, by the way. This is maybe a remnant of whatever the fuck happened when Thelmesia was destroyed, and it's probably just been like this for about 500 years, whatever this place is. Um, I think all of you, I'll just let you have that as an assumption because it's just kind of world knowledge more so than what you would have picked up here. Um, in terms of how big it is, um, it's probably, uh, mm, it would be um, maybe about 300 miles across, around there. That's about the that's about the width of of the bottom of England, so that's probably about right. And it's a sphere, so you can assume that there's probably land there. Um, you, you're not at the bottom of the ocean either, Errol Pay. You know that there's still, but you're you're not far from it. However, this area is held within the uh, the maelstrom as well. It's almost as if that sphere has a bottom layer, um, and then it goes up above you, pretty damn high. You you can see the top of it kind of but it's it gives a strange illusion of being um on land it's just a white foamy sky you know like when the sky is overcast kind of um and then there's just a, a wall directly behind you and, and spreading out as far as your eyes can see the eye can see i think like a mile or something if it's flat um so it stretches out beyond and you can just see an arc um or you know as it pushes out from your vision can can't I use see locate anything, to try and locate the device they're using? The device they're using to do this? Yeah, well, whatever it is that they're they're trying to activate. Uh, mm, let's see. I think loca locate object, you kind of have to know what it is. I th 
think. Oh. Let me let me double check. Also, you have to be pretty pretty close. It's like sixty feet or something. Let me read it. Um. I'll see. Um, oh, 30 feet, within 30 feet. I don't know if it's within... Uh, oh, no, it's a thousand feet of the object. So, dis oh. describe or name an object that is familiar to you, and that's the kicker. You sense the direction of the object's location, as long as the object was within a thousand feet of you. Um, and, if, it's, uh, if, it's a, if it's a magical device, though, I mean, would knowing that be familiar enough? I'll let you blow a spell slot and then roll an arcana check and I'll set you a DC okay a 15 21 damn so how does this spell look because you're doing locate object is, a, is, a, is another kind of sonar I think that you're fucking sending out to try and get the idea of um something I, I would dip behind the submarine, uh, pretend feigning that I am just checking out my, my baby. Mm. And then when I'm on the other side, uh, I get down on my hands and knees. And I think it's just like a trimmer through the, a small trimmer through the ground. You see like the pebbles around my fingers wiggle or move a little bit um, as I'm trying to, to locate the device that they're using. I, have you done this before? Um probably around you. Okay, then I step in front of you uh, to kind of like block. I don't want him to see that you're casting something. There is something odd that happens. You launch this spell out on a Hail Mary. I think you're aware of it. You know that there's probably yeah. not going to be anything that comes back to you. Um, but when you do so, you suddenly get... Um, a sensation. I think it's not really necessarily what this spell does in the sense that it gives you um, uh, any specifics about what it is because you don't know what it is, but you definitely get the sensation of something um, horribly um, powerful in, and arcane in nature. As you cast this spell out, you get the sensation that... Um, you get probably just a moment where it, it takes your breath away, like it feels like someone has um, winded you as you get hit by the force of how strong the magical power in this area is. Um, the, the whole thing around you is being held up by some sort of arcane energy. Um, you immediately get this strange feedback, maybe about maybe about five miles behind where Geo is. Um, since I don't think you know which way is northeast, southwest, but in that direction, for, for the purposes of this map, we'll say north, um, you, you sense that there is um, an object which is drawing from uh, a source of arcane energy here, um, for sure. Whatever the fuck is here that you're looking for and searching for, that is to do with their business is maybe about five miles in that direction. I think as I get as I get winded, uh, you see me. Uh, Lyra would see me fall back, and I'd right? sit there for a second. And I'm... oh yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I um yeah, I I ran into the sub, and I'm like trying to play it off. <laughs> And then I walk up behind them and I whisper, It's that way. Five miles out. Give, 
behind him. He wants us to wait here because he's gonna go over there. And then he said something about 12 hours. Yeah, we, we don't long. have much time. What do you want to do? Uh, I think we should call back to the High Inquisitor if we can and see see what they think. I think we just need to take him out. Well, isn't it better to but wait? He said there were a hundred? Hundreds? I don't know. Take him out fast? So that way he can't call for backup? We could well, try. Oh, we still have to deal with this little pet. Yeah, I think it's probably better to deal with the pet first and then him. Probably not wise to take them both at once. Hmm. Uh, well, we need to kill him, I think, more than than the pet. The, the pet's gonna come after us. All right. Uh, if we're worried, we can climb into the sub. <sighs> what do you think, Clara? Should we just attack? I, uh, can I spin my rifle and see if the spider does anything with it? Or can I pull it out and just like stand it next to me? I want to see if he reacts to me having my rifle. Um, yeah, okay. Give me an insight check, just you. Wait, you're watching to see if the spider does it or he does it? Sorry, Geo. The spider. Uh, give me an uh, investigation check then. Oh, okay. it popping up no yeah you got it i mean oh. it's uh sorry it's gonna do oh okay 14. um you uh bring the rifle out and mm -hmm. uh and flourish it um and yeah you do see that the so the the front of this thing has uh it's very much like a, a spider it ha but it has no um it doesn't have like eight eyes and a face and mandibles or anything it has like a, an opening and inside of it um, there seems to be, um, to us, it might look like a mass of, uh, wires. To you, it might look like, um, uh, feelers or like what whiskers. are the, what are those things called on the top of bugs? Antennas. Uh, antenna. Little antenna. Little antenna. Mm -hmm. Um, it looks like it has uh, a lot of them in there. Um, like maybe 20. Um, and when you, and in fact, any time I think you guys have been... Um, uh, reaching for weapons or uh, moving closer in, mm. in the case of Infidelia and getting really close to that rock um, outcropping or the pyramid here. You see them activate a lot more in there. Okay. I'm going to walk up actually to Infidelia. Speaking of Infidelia, I'm going to walk up to her. You think that you could subdue him maybe? Get that, cut his arm off or something? Get that device. Which one? The one, the one that, the one that's with the spider. I look, I look him over. That spider's huge, correct? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. You said two, two horses. horses. Okay. So I have a sickle. <laughs> like yeah. that's my weapon. Yeah. I formulate a plan of me running up the rocks and using my sickle to cut his arm off. How, is there a roll I can do to see how likely 
how strong I feel that I could do this. Um. Yeah. Let's see what your what your bullshit is. Let me see what you're what you're good at. Um. And I'll play to that. Uh. Let me just. I'm gonna switch you around. Um. Okay. What do you have? Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You more of a fighter or a, a caster? Okay. Um, are you? Are you more of the a physical fighter, or do you prefer relying on spells? I like the fighting more than I like the spell casting, so I try to fight more than do the spells. Okay. Then give me a. Didn't have any whiz based stuff. Give me a wisdom check. just the word wisdom on the left where the 12 is. Under like the saving uh, throws? The, no, the actual word wisdom where it says big two and 14 under it. Oh god, yeah, okay. <laughs> you could do this in <laughs> in more than enough time. If you, you're doing the thing that like think um you know a lot of us probably do where you're like yeah i can take him i could just jump off that rock run up there by the time i brought the sickle out he's not even going to be able to react even if this thing is on some sort of auto standby it's not going to be able to see me coming from this angle i jump on that rock bring the sickle out and do whatever the fuck you want to do um this guy is all bluff maybe and you're you, you've convinced yourself that you can do this um for sure I believe I could do this. Well, not not yet, not yet. We need, we need. We're gonna have to distract him while you go up there. I know you're not very sneaky, but I don't think you should just barge right at his face. That thing's gonna take your your eyeballs out or something. I don't know. Uh, I like a good challenge. Uh, yeah, I know. I got that. Um. Well, tell me what you want me to do. And I will well, do I told you what I want you to do, but after we do some form of distraction, how's that? Okay, do we have a special word? Go. That's the word, go. It's easy to remember. It's easy to shout. Okay, bye. And I walk okay. back. <laughs> okay. Guys, we so need to make a distraction. What? Um. No, we're going to let him walk away. Okay. We're gonna make a call with our communicator, and then we're gonna go for him. I'm As gonna he's try walking to... away. Yeah. We're yeah. gonna cut his arm off. No, I'm going to try to shoot him in the head with my rifle. That works as well. Never mind. Then I go. I look back at Infidelity. And I'm like. I just. I, I'm nodding my head like. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like tracing my sickle with my finger. No. Okay. I just keep nodding my head like, no. yes, I know. I'll listen for the word. Whatever. She's fine. It's fine. Everything's going to be fine. Just everything. What do you mean? What is I she saying? Um, you know what? Let's just go. Just tell the guy to go away now so we can shoot him in the head. Okay. I will walk over to Infidelia then. Uh, before I leave, I'll just tell everyone just be sure you're ready in case this goes south. We're ready. Uh, and then I walk over to Infidelia, and um, has he said anything else 
no, since he was like the agreement. Guys. Yeah, he's just watching us. Okay. Um, then I don't say anything to her. I just look up at him and wait. I wink at her. Oh. Um, he, uh, watches you approach and says, So, our terms are set. You will let us finish our business. And we will let you go. You will keep yes. your lives. Yes. Very well. Remember what I said. This thing is no ordinary construct. If you leave this area, I will know, and it will kill all of you. Got it. Very well. Good day to you, Inquisitors. Or perhaps now you are just civilians. Yeah. How do you know who we are? We know everything you know. Do you have Nathan? Yeah. No. Oh, no, 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 no. Long dead. Ironic, though. To see you under the sea. He's stalker. Yeah. Remain here. He turns around. Starts walking down the, uh... The, uh pyramid thing here starts maneuvering his way down he's out of your line of sight though by the way as he starts moving down here um and heading off the rocks you see him kind of walking away uh he's pretty far away from where you are but he just um, appears to be kind of is there a way for me to uh try to shoot him before he like leaves the rock like as he turns around since i had my rifle out and i'm like that was my goal yeah. God, Jesus Christ. Okay. So um, before his head completely vanishes from your line of sight? Yeah. How big is his gauntlet or the thing that's on his arm, actually? Think um, fucking Iron Man's thing at the yeah. end of bullshit. Infinity so it's bullshit. Whatever like it was. head size. It's fairly big. It's like I could try as... to headshot the thing off of his arm. Yeah, I'd say I'd say so. Um, it's um, uh. It would be the same as a, a gauntlet that a, a, a knight would wear, really. Just a big gloved hand size thing. Pretty, pretty chunky. You're aiming for that, not his head? Um, I'm trying to decide still. Uh, for the Arcani, as much as I would know, is it possible that this will only work on his arm? Like, does it look like it could be taken off and someone else can wear it? Or will he... He can still use the spider without that thing. It's like helping him. It's like a, a device that's aiding him. I don't think you to know. To control okay. it. I don't okay. think you know exactly. Uh, the, the, the yeah, specific. Can I detect object? I'm going to just... Or not detect that. object. Uh, ident identify. My bad. I, Let's have a look. I mean, the thing... The, she's already... He's walking away. Yeah, I'm going to shoot him in the head. Oh, okay. Okay. Then uh, make me an attack roll with your... Silence rifle. Silence rifle. I think mm -hmm. also this has some extra bullshit that's annoying. It as does. Well, right? Yeah, it does. Make me the attack roll first. 
21. Roll a d10. On a 1, it makes a, a loud bang. Uh, or it misfires based on your choice, so that's irrelevant. Okay, roll a d10 anyway. 2. Okay, so it remains silent. This thing fires, and it's entirely silent. It doesn't do a... It doesn't do a... Or anything. It's just... You hold this thing, and as far as you guys are concerned, you see a Lyra jolt backwards. Give me the damage. Uh, I think I also get sneak attack as well, right? Mm, why? Because I'm a rogue. Mm, you need an advantage on the roll. It says... Sneak attack. Oh, okay. Uh, or you need to have someone standing next. You gotta have. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. Uh, if it, uh, you're not, are you not? An, you're not an assassin. No. She's not an assassin. Okay, never mind. Okay. So this thing goes off. You fire the gun at Geo's head. He is walking away from you, and you start to see him like go down. You begin. You aim the thing up. You fire the thing. You see the feelers on the. Uh, the creature um, going crazy. The bullet is perfect. It fires up towards the back of his head. At the very last moment, he sort of turns his head a little bit, um, and you see the bullet hit the back of his head and go straight through. Sorry, did I say hit? I mean just go straight through. He turns around, bullet <sighs> goes through him with absolutely nothing happening, and he says, <laughs> As I suspected. Fooled by the same trick twice. And you call yourself Inquisitors. Hmm. A terrible shame. Well, enjoy. Presses a button. The major image of him being cast from the back of this arcanized spider thing Ooh. disappears. He's gone. The spider is now going to launch at you. You see the thing fucking jump. It jumps up into the air. Everyone, please roll me initiative. Don't forget to click on your character. Not a bad shot, though. Not a bad shot. Geo is gone. Spider. Turn. Alright, let's see. Where is it? There it is. I'll put it over here. Okay. So, let me roll for the horrible spider thing. Uh, that is going on 15. We've got everyone. Errol Payne, Philip, Kara, Lyra. Who am I missing? Hill. Oh, myself, sorry. Let me add you in. What did you get? 12. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Um, all right. So, this thing jumps boom, um, into the air. It's going to fucking totally land in front of uh, Infidelia and um, and uh, um, Lyra. Lyra. Um, I think... You know what? I get to do what I want. It does. It jumps boom, and lands there. Boom. This thing is fucking huge. It lands in front of you. You see the rocks and shit um, break up into the air as its eight um, legs hit the ground. You can see that it has... Um, they taper off to a point. But there are all sorts of mechanisms and things running up this thing. They let out big 
plumes of black smoke as it hits the ground. You see all these things activate up its back as varying uh, um, devices on it open up and start to charge. You can see all sorts of strange colors, um, blues and greens and whites start um, moving underneath this thing's um, uh, sort of metallic carapace as it activates whatever power is in this thing and it becomes uh, the full the full attack mode spider um arcanized spider it's not going to attack though i'm just going to make it land in front of you for epic purposes and boom, it's in front of you um infidelia for the first turn what would you like to do you're muted if I push Lyra out of the way, does that count as one of my moves? It does. It's an action, and they don't really get shoved too far. There's a move called shove, where I think you can push basically anyone um, okay. five feet. But We've worked together before a lot, though. You don't need to protect me. Okay. If I know that, yeah, just instinctively, as it's jumping down, I roll my eyes, and I go, what happened to the plan? And then I, I use Scorching Ray, and... Um, aim it at the spider. All right. Give me that attack roll. Hmm. Actually, scorching ray. Scorching ray ranged. 120. Do I? Do I care? No, I just mean ranged attacks at close range usually have disadvantage, but I don't actually care. So, um. Okay. Uh. All right. The attack. Wow. Natural 26. Even better. Um. Yeah. You totally hit. Also, you roll this three times. I think. Um, yeah, there's three, so do it two, two more times. Yeah, I think each one is individual. Okay. Uh, so you create three rays of fire. You can hold them one at the target, make a spell each ray. Yeah, so roll three of them. Damn. 26, 21, and eight. Uh, two of them hit, so you can click Scorching Ray twice. Make, click the, um, the green one as well. Yes. Uh, 16. How does this look? What does your spell look like? I kind of, as he's jumping down, I take my sickle and like put it into the pit of my armpit. And um, I rub my hands together and I just aim them out, palms at the spider. And it's like little, it's like little green wisps that turn into fire as it lands on the target and just erupts in flames. Yeah, and you see it like, it, it, do, it totally messes the thing up. Like it's for sure doing damage to it. There's enough of this thing in front of you that you can see it bends and curls and heats all the metal, twisting things. You see some of those odd kind of rubbery feeler things coming out from varying points in its body that get kind of ignited and burned away um, as you deal. Uh, 16 points of fire damage to it. Do you want to do anything else? You can move or do a bonus action. Um, no, because Lyra's right there, I just choose to... This seems like a good spot for me to fight back, so I'm going to stay here. Okay, Kyra. Right, um, I'm going to pluck my bowstring here and draw my bow, and the plucking um, gives me for one minute plus five to attack or damage. Yep. Um, when do I have to decide what I want to apply that to? Um, do I have to say, like, I I'm going to apply it to my attack roll before? Or... Um, this doesn't wrote, say. Yeah. Yeah. Bonus action, plucking the string of Songbow will play a soft chime that's pleasant to ears. The chime rings for one minute. While the chime is playing, you may add plus five to any attack roll or damage roll you make in that time. All of them. Is it all nice. of them? Is that all of them? Hang on, let me check. Uh, yeah, all of them. 
you basically get this one combat per day. It's a way. It's, gotcha, it's right, kind of it a better way to for think a minute. Of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the question I have is, do I have to say um, if I'm going to apply it to the attack roll before I roll attack? Nope. It's. Oh, I see. Uh, let's see. Um, plus five to any attack or damage roll. Um, yeah. Before. Okay. Gotcha. Before. Um, right, then this is going to apply to the attack roll, and I'm going to attack with Songbow. Here that comes. Apply 5 to that, so 16 to attack. That hits. All right, so here's the damage, and then because he is already damaged, I'll add um, Colossus Slayer to that. So that is 19 damage. Uh, Colossus Slayer is a, a D8, I think, not, and not a flat 8. Let's see. Um, well, I just clicked on Colossus Slayer in my um, thingy. Did it not roll? Mm, oh, what you do with that is you tick it, and it will tick add it, it okay, yeah. on the roll next time. But roll me a d8 this once. Sure, yeah. Okay. So I checked it, and then next time I'll be able to use it. Next time it um, will add it to your attack roll when you do it. Gotcha. And you right. can turn it on and off, basically. Two, so 10 in total. Yeah, so this... Um, you pluck the string on the bow. There's a soft chime that rings out that people in your party are probably familiar with. The arrow flies true. You see it launch forward. It catches one of the um, the uh, back parts of this pretty giant spider. You see it... There's like a strange kind of um, uh, small explosion as a, a plume of black smoke lifts up from where you hit this thing. And you deal 10... And piercing damage. What do you got? Oh, you're good. Um, and uh, yeah, the thing doesn't even seem to be aware that you're there. It's kind of like beginning to rear up on uh, Infidelia and Lyra. Anything else on your turn? Uh, that'll do it. All right. Spider's turn here is going to do some crazy shit. Um, who does he want? Who does he want? Lyra, let's see if he can get you with his razor line. 11 versus your AC. No. It lifts itself up. Can I please, cat, tumble out of the way? Yes. Yeah. You, um, you, uh, you see this thing lift itself up, and then, like, a, a kind of horrible spider web thing launches out to the ground, but it's more like it shoots, um, razor wire with, with little barbs on the end and you see them oh my God. dig into the ground um, around where you are as you roll out of the way of it uh, then the spider comes crashing back down again unable to have grappled you with that thing um, then uh, then I think he's good he's good for now so that's the end of his turn Hilda your turn alright well first things first I'm going to do action surge yes. to give myself an instant buff. Yep. And uh, I guess we can say that looks uh, super sane-like, and I perhaps uh, maybe uh, show off a bit of muscles. Nice. Not so old and frail, huh? All right. And then I, I charge at this thing. And, uh, well, I pull out my babies. Mm-hmm. All right. I have... Two swords and flame swords at that. So, with action surge, dual wielding, 
You should be able to attack four times, I think. Oh, wait. No, no, no. You're level three. I'm dumb. Two times. No, no, no. You're four times. I'm stupid. You're dual wielding. Don't listen to me. It's late. So you can roll all four times as you just go running in. Woo, 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 spinning around. Ding, 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 ding. Cutting this thing up. All right. All hits. So just click that four times. Okay. And here comes the math. 16, 23, uh, 33, is that? 33 damage? I think that's about right. Shit. Okay. Um, yeah, you come flying. How does this look? Because you, you And you get to fuck this thing up pretty badly. Oh boy, well, I guess you can say this looks like an elegant sword dance. Like I look like I've done this plenty of times before. Okay, yeah. And, you just uh, yeah, that's about it. Launch at this How thing. I wrapped him up? you good. Suddenly your new team member here starts just fucking spinning around. It looks like the most insane thing as she goes like full fucking ninja and starts... She just cuts off elements of this thing. It starts breaking apart. One of the swords is wedged in it at one point as she spins around again and cuts the back end off, pulling the sword out again, shoving them both into like the back end of this thing's abdomen. Bits of metal um, and like all of these like ar arcane bursts of energy from things that are being ruptured and broken within the thing um, burst out from it as it kind of starts to move sideways, breaking under the uh, under the damage. Not completely broken, but still looks pretty messed up. Pretty good hits from Hilda. Uh, that will be the end of your turn, um, yes. bringing us to Lyra. Um, I would like to disengage because I'm, if I move, he's going to have opportunity of attack, correct? I assume. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to disengage and I'm going to go, hold on, see how far I can. Oh, I will actually use, um, my feline agility here. Uh, let me see. You get double movement, I think, and then next time you get some bullshit. I know, I just wanted bullshit. to see the range of my gun. Wow, oh my god, it's far. Okay, holy shit. Um, okay, yeah, I'm gonna disengage and back way up. All the way back here. Yep. Um, and then I'm going to use a bonus attack, or a bonus action for um, eye for detail. Hmm. Uh, you can use a bonus action to make a wisdom check to spot a hidden creature or object or make an intelligence investigation check to uncover or decipher clues. How do okay. I de deactivate this as quickly as possible? Uh, all right. You don't have to make a roll. You just get to do it. Uh, well, it's an investigation check. Oh, or... yeah. Give me that. Yeah. Eight. Eight. Um, your best guess is to rupture whatever the arcane energy sources within this thing probably in the abdomen maybe in the front okay. carapace part if you can break I that don't then see it's it on not the head happen. or the legs or anything so it's probably somewhere in there gotta be in there somewhere yeah okay Shout um, that, that errol pay as errol pay starts to do something probably <laughs> yeah uh, i i will um what are we talking at me you gotta shoot you gotta we gotta deactivate the thing that's chest Arrow pay. <laughs> Your turn. Uh, 
Well, if she already figured that out, I don't need to investigate, I guess. Nope. I'm going to cast Mage Hand. Uh, oh, you are going to throw a hand in there and t find the off switch? I'm going to, yeah. All right, give me an investigation check as well, then. Oh, okay, I do have to investigate. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 14. 14. Yeah, um, you can do this. Whatever type of thing you're trying to do to turn it off. Yep. It has an uh, energy it... source in it somewhere, like a battery, kind of. Yeah. Arcane and so the battery. little hand is just going to, as it's like focused on attacking them, it's just going to run up, climb up it, and then just disappear inside. Yeah, there's a moment where the thing starts to dum 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 turn around. You see um, Hilda and Infidelia, it starts to rise up on you again, when suddenly it all falls completely limp. All of its arms and legs kind of just fall down into its side and it sits, rolls to one side, and then falls onto its back. All of the legs close in on each other, and it becomes a kind of ball right in front of you as you manage to defeat this thing, turning it off. And as the hand walks back out, I give it a high five. Yeah, hand comes out, <laughs> high five. The mage hand disappears, and uh, yeah, this thing kind of turns off, and you've, um, you've deactivated it, I guess, as opposed to destroying it. Errol, MVP! Yeah, holy shit. No, it was the hand, it wasn't me. MVP! The whole day. Um, yeah, the, the few of you probably standing around kind of looking at this thing, um, you can see the, the back end of it, there's like a little, um, a little rune that's kind of flickering, and out the back you can maybe see like a, like a hologram almost of the, of, um, of, uh, Geo, um, you see for a second like his face kind of plain like it has been the entire time and then you see the wisp of a smile before he disappears again and then the spider all of the legs open up and they roll around the side of it turn upside down the inside turns over on itself and it stands up again and that's where we're going to end today's session <laughs> and we're going to end super fast. We're just going to miss some shout outs because I know that we've got some Super Bowl peeps who requested that they just bounce straight away. So we're just going to jump straight out here. Thank you so much for watching, everybody. Um, please go and check out our new show that we started last night. It's called The Guardian's Promise. Um, that's run by our guest GM, Phil. It was super good. I, wanna, I, wanna, uh, I want everyone to go and see him. He's my protege that I trained myself. Make sure you go and follow all of these people. Um, KPP, thank you so much. Disby, thanks so much. Tuesday, thanks again for returning. And we'll see you mm -hmm. soon enough. Um, I promise. Um, Pumpkinberry, we'll see you tomorrow for ZBO. Pocket, thanks for making sure that everyone made it alive to the maelstrom and didn't die. Um, yeah. And uh, thank you, everyone, for watching again. Uh, we're going to go and watch the Super Bowl. I'm not. I don't even know what it is. It's the, it's the, Football. it's the Texan Go, take us Wildcats. Out, take us out. Kansas City. Versus the Chiefs. That's what it was. Thanks. Bye. 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 <laughs>